with Winston today. I would not want him on my team. That's loser's mentality. And people will say, well, Shannon, what about when Dan Marino fake spiked the ball or Peyton Manning? They were not in victory formation. If you get down, the defense is conceding. If you want to run the ball, let the defense line up. Don't you fool them. Think this a victory formation and then drive off the ball. If I'd have been on that team, let me tell you what, I'd have jumped off sides on purpose. There's a mentality that you got to have if you want to play winning football. Jameis Winston has a loser's mentality. That's why they didn't win in Tampa. That's why uh, uh, Tom Brady came there, took the same team, and went to the Super Bowl. Look at what Baker Mayfield did with basically the same team. Got him in the playoffs, something that Jameis Winston couldn't do. I would cut. Today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu. Shib, Shiba Inu token is the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world. Way back in 2021, Shiba Inu became the most popular crypto, surpassing both Dogecoin and Bitcoin on CoinMarketCap. You can buy Shib on all the most popular coin exchanges. My favorite place is Coinbase, but the best place to find more information is by following at Shib Token on Twitter. There you'll find links to the Discord, the subreddit, Telegram, and everywhere else to find more information about investing in Shiba Inu. Diamond paws, Shib to the moon. All right. It's Wild Card Weekend. Let's start the show. And welcome back to the Evil Mark Show. My name is Mark Hammond, and I'm happy to be the Mark in the Evil Mark Show, broadcaster, uber sports nerd, ready to take you on your sports talk journey. Now, some people call me Pinguino Supremo, but today I will be your rabbi. As we dive into the funny, odd, weird, and interesting stories from the National Football League. And it is that time. It's wild card, bitches! And in joining me in this wild card weekend is my co-host, Wisconsin Cheesehead, Wisconsin's most eligible bachelor, who's got a rose for you gamer girls, and the host of the Nobody's Listening podcast, Jared. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm doing great. I prematurely... uh... Cracked my Red Bull before the show started. I am <laughs> pumped the fuck up. I, I, dude, I cannot wait for this weekend to get here. The first game kicks off Saturday, January thirteenth at three thirty p.m. against the Browns and the Texans. What, dude? I'm, I did so much homework this week. You would be, you would actually be proud of me, Mark. Uh, well, I, I saw, I saw your your uh, hard win penalty flags. I got a, I got to preview that. I was like, wow, this is there's some good stuff in here. A lot of good stats. Uh, there's just a whole slate of really good games uh, starting Saturday. You're right, Browns and Texans. Even that one, that one should be a stinker, but you, we're going to dig into that one. That's going to be a damn good one too. Uh, there's just so much great stuff this wild card weekends. We got the Bills being dangerous. I know we'll get into that, and we have all kinds of great ones. And I'm even I'm I'm, I'm going to throw it out a little early. Like I'm ready to say the pack is back. Uh, yeah, you're. you're uh, thinking, hold up, hold up. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen. All right, in my giddy day. Hey, you want to? Uh... Split the subway sandwich, and you're saying no, not no. today, Russell, <laughs> not today. No, I, uh, dude, I. So, like, like I, like, I came in a little hot tonight, and uh, I, I'm ready and pumped for it. I just that is the one thing that I'm gonna be like. I'll, I'll go ham on Matt Stafford, right? I got some shit to mm-hmm. talk about that kid, but like a kid, I think he's like actually a little bit older than me. But like the Packers and the the Cowboys, I, I'm hesitantly excited right Ooh. like i don't want to do that thing where you're like the, it's a sure win for sure boy and then you just you're like well there goes 150 bucks that i just lost 
I, I'm, I'm ready to drink the the green and yellow Kool-Aid. I, I've been, I was reading some stats. Okay. I, I heard uh, uh, some rumors that, that Brett Favre is, is big on the pack this week and uh, might be a, a little bit of a homecoming there uh, on the road in Dallas. The Green Bay faithful might be present and in the house. I mean, I don't know if he's in a prison cell, but maybe he – I don't think so yet, but I, I've mm. heard he might be there. The whole pack royalty might be there. I feel like Packers fans are going to be pumped for this one. I, I, f- I feel like Brett Favre is doing that thing where he's he's unceremoni- he's unceremoniously choosing a team that <laughs> just so just solely based like um I, I feel like he's choosing the Packers because he has to like because if he doesn't like he's going to catch a lot of shit and they probably pay him some good money to continue to be a green and gold fan. Because if I remember correctly, the Dallas Cowboys wear white for their home uniforms, which means the Packers are probably going to be in full color. So obviously he's got to rep that green and gold. You know what I mean? Green, gold, the white. It's going to be classic. This is a classic NFC matchup. I can't wait till we get to that one. There's going to, there's so much good stuff, guys. Uh, I know all year long we've kind of been waiting for Wild Card Weekend. I know you guys have been waiting for Wild Card Weekend as well. We got a lot of other stuff too, but enough rambling for me. Let's get right into our rundown. What the hell is a rundown? The rundown. So this is your rundown for Friday, January 12th, 2024. And we're actually on Friday for once, episode number <laughs> 202. <laughs> I don't know. Some emailers may have mentioned that. So we are here, we're here on Friday. And just make sure you're following us on Twitter slash X at EBLMRK. Look for hashtag EMS202. It's so important you guys are on Twitter or X. Even if you sign up for an account, you just use it to follow us. Uh, all kinds of great stories. Everything we talk about on the show will be tweeted out. Uh, we have great college football content, but we have even better NFL content and our picks, our picks, which actually means something. We've gambled on the line in the past and we we might have another one. I'm going to have to do a, ch- a pick check in here uh, in the middle here, but we will have our picks right going live before each ever, before each game this wild card weekend. So look out for that as well. So make sure you're following along with us on Twitter, EBLMRK, and look for that hashtag EMS202. Uh, and then also make sure you're following us on TikTok or Instagram for additional content and ask evil Mark. All right. So forget black Monday, the NFL coaching carousel. We're going to get to that next week when we have less games. We're, uh, we'll, we'll jump into that. Uh, like I said, next week when we have less games, we'll get into that. We'll talk about all the coaching openings. We'll talk about the Seahawks. We'll talk about Bill Belichick leaving all those things. We're going to be mining next week, but this week is all about our football games. Next week, we'll get into the coaching carousel. It's all about the second best weekend on the NFL calendar. It's wild card weekend. Wild card, bitches! Browns, Texans, Finns, Chiefs, Steelers, Bills, Packs, Boys, Rams, Lions, and Eagles, Bucks. We'll give you our picks and predictions, and we'll break down all the action to get you ready for Wild Card Weekend. Also, it's Friday. We're handing out some hardware, and we're throwing out some penalty flags. The best awards in all of professional first football first, but first. Before we jump into Thursday, we got some shout outs for our listeners and supporters. Mr. Unlimited. So before we dive into today's show, I want to thank all our listeners and watchers of our content. We encourage everyone to look inside today's episode description. There you're going to find links to our social media pages. You'll also find some funny jokes. We always write about what we talk about. Um, everything we cover on the episode is included in there. Um, you can find our links to the t-shirt shop to get a t-shirt. Also links to our sponsors. Um 
Chewy.com, Shibinu, uh, at ShibToken. All those links will be in there. Uh, the Evil Markster Discord link will be in there. And the link to Nobody's Listening will also be in there as well. So if you want to know what we're talking about on the episode, check out the description. If you're listening to the podcast, you can access the description and find all the links right there at your fingertips. And then also, if you need to email the show, please email us at show at evilmark.com. Once again, it's show at evilmark.com. And I want to take just a moment and give a shout out to our new and existing users who've shown us love this this whole entire year, who are all excited about the playoffs. I want to name these people by name. Uh, Jenna P, Hornsdown69, Abdel, UVA Doug, of course, he's Eric's nemesis, uh, Tyrone in Minneapolis, Mizzou Man, and the one and only Jennifer in Schenectady. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being a part of the show. And uh, thank you guys for following us on Twitter. Totally appreciate you. And we're so excited to have the table set. Uh, the Mountain Dew, even though we're not sponsored by Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Game of the Week is, uh, I think it was uh, Mizzou Man who asked, like, why is there no Mountain Dew on the line? And uh, Jerry, I think this was like... Like your pick was going to be Mountain Dew, but then was changed to coffee. Is that right? Yeah, because I, I became a coffee whore. Um, that, that's <laughs> that's really all it was. Is just I went on a I went on a Mountain Dew kick, and I was like, I just want coffee now. And then so we just called the Mountain Dew game of the week because it's something that people just know about. So yeah, and everyone's like Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew. I'm like I'm like yeah. we we have no ties to Mountain Dew whatsoever. I'm not sure they yeah. would be affiliated with us, but yeah, it's- no, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's they, they don't they don't want to be affiliated with us whatsoever. So. Yeah, it, it's definitely there. So we we have all our picks. We're going to get into that later. But yeah, we definitely wanted to thank you guys for being a part of the show. And then also every Friday or Saturday morning, Jared joins us. He's the host of the podcast. Nobody's listening. I I, I promise you, I'm not stupid. I'm just panicking. <laughs> <laughs> it's got like a real THX like sound like. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta let the people know what's up mark it's like a bass check it's like turn this up in your car so we can get the full we're gonna play that one more time so get that I, bass check. I, I promise you i'm not stupid i'm just panicking jared tell us about the show where people can find it and tell us and tell us a little bit about the last episode that you had number 208 video tv show game polls <laughs> i'm a terrible host Jeez. yeah so i'm not i'm not used to doing uh podcasts with more than like one other person on there because uh, usually if it's but a you bunch do of file people, entertainment you, you do that one all the time i'm I, yeah but i'm not the host like if you oh, listen yeah. it, it's eric eric drives that boat i'm just there right <laughs> like i don't know why he calls me the co-host because i never take the reins on that show <laughs> So I just, I kind of let it fly, but, um, yeah, so I just, I'm not very good. We talk about a lot of, um, uh, video games that are turned into TV shows, essentially. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I'm really excited for the fallout series that's coming out. We talk a little bit about that, uh, as well too, as we, we answer like one or two questions. And then there's like a little bonus at the end there where, uh, David just absolutely loses his shit on me for a hot second. Uh, cause I'm a, I'm a bad host. So oh, why does David freak out? I wonder. Uh, uh, well, yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta stick around for it. And then uh, we've got a new segment where, so you know how uh, Jake had that survey that came out, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. He has to listen to every episode of Nobody's Listening from the beginning. Whoa! So Ooh. he's been running through all the episodes, um, and and that's kind of uh, where it comes out 
where we talk about that just for a brief moment. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, David, David gets a little upsetting spaghetti at me. Um, just simply because I'm a bad host and I, I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm not used to having like three other people on here. And when there's a lull in the conversation, it like, like with me and you, right. If there's a lull in the conversation, you're picking up the slack or if there's a lull, I pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. And when I sit there in silence for 10 to 15 seconds, I'm just like, this is great. You guys, there's not like somebody needs to talk. And so, yeah, just, it's funny that I think the last little bit is hilarious. So oh my goodness gracious. Man, mm-hmm. who saddled him with, with that? Well, he's going to find some good stuff. He's going to find yeah. the the Starbucks episode is a really good one. That's when I checked out in the past. Uh, yeah. Um, gosh, he's going to love the conspiracy one that I did. I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff on there. Which <laughs> and then there's all the on, the only fan girls that were in there earlier in the season uh, in, yep. in that that first part of the year. This might actually be good for him. Who 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 stuck him with that though? So he did. So so. We we hit enough donations to where Jake is going to live his life via basically his friends are going to dictate his life. He calls it the year of the spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the first ones was like, hey, what podcast do I listen to up front? And a couple of people had suggested that he has to listen to, you know, nobody's listening from the beginning. Right. <laughs> when it was back in when it was feathers and friends. And so, of course, everyone was like, oh, let's make this the first podcast and so he's going to power listen to it all the way to the beginning um he says that he feels like he's being brainwashed when he talks to me about it really yeah the mm-hmm. the next episode that comes out actually this saturday um so you know right before you you want to you want to watch the browns you know play the texans if, if you want to get a little brainwashed you can hear jake complain about uh listening to a lot of nobody's listening right off the rip <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's uh, that's a new segment going forward is is a recap of like, hey Jake, what what have I brainwashed you with now? <laughs> what did what did I talk about? Are you? I know you you famously have said that you, like you record your episodes and then you totally forget everything you talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so when you hear the recap from him, are you kind of shocked by it? Does does it compel you at all to be like, yeah, or does it ring any bells at all? No, no, I just I I I could barely breathe when when Jake was telling me about it. Uh, so. Yeah, if if you want to hear me giggle like a lunatic, check out episode number two oh uh, two oh nine. That's the next one out where we recap it. But two oh eight is a good lead up to 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 that. How is the? Because I I know that you guys mm-hmm. raise money for the extra life thing, and you you changed the podcast name, your podcast name, which is available on all platforms, by the way, Spotify, yeah. Google, uh, Apple, Apple Podcast. Yeah, I know. I know most people who listen to this show here, we, we, most of our people are on Apple, but Spotify as well. So you can go over there and look for, you can also search by the old feathers and friends, but I, I looked for it this morning under nobody's listening. It's there. It's right there. Yep. Cool artwork, uh, kind of Japanimation kind of style artwork, which I love. Uh, birds yep. are there. Um, how has the, uh, great experiment been since, since you switched over? That was like right at the beginning of the new year. Um, no, right before the new year, right? Yeah. It's, it's it's taking some getting used to. It's definitely taking some getting used to having them on as as basically like full time guests. Like I can't just sit down and just ramble like a lunatic, right? It's it's just not possible. It's not something that I'm capable of doing. Like I can't just do it anymore. So it's it's a it's a fun experiment. And the joke is that we're gonna go till we have zero listeners. Uh, I have a feeling that I'm going to continue to get at least one or two a week and I'm going to have to do this for eternity. So we'll see what potentially comes their way, but it is, 
It is new and it is different. I will say that much, Mark. Uh, well, yeah, multiple people in that booth there with you, or the virtual booth as it is. And, uh, and yeah. then, of course, uh, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, Eric's uh, podcast and, of course, uh, a podcast that we'll both be on um, that drops on Tuesday uh, that me and you will be recording tomorrow night, which will be a uh, we'll want to grab some snacks, grab a drink, <laughs> want to settle yep. on in. <laughs> yeah, get, get ready. You have your golf. I, I have my. Uh, I, I think I, I'm going. I have a, another uh, desktop. I have a little bit of Crusader Kings action. So nothing nice. So no, no super action. I'll be able to like stop it for a second. You know, give my feedback and then you know continue on as we go along. But uh, uh, that's another one that'll be dropping. It'll be the Movie Madness Tournament. I, the one thing I wanted to talk to you about was like I saw the voting. I did vote in most of Eric's polls, and I'm excited to, to be there tomorrow. Uh, for this episode that's going to be played on uh, that'll drop on Tuesday, but some of these movies I have to admit, like I've never seen. Mm-hmm. Are you I'm, an avid movie watcher? Or are you going to be in the same boat as me? Like there is some that I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to be like, hey, well, what do you think about like I don't know, like the the Mary Todd experience? And I'm going to be like, shit, I don't know the Mary Todd experience. I know Christmas with the cranks. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this. Uh, so for work, we do this thing where we watch a movie a week, right? And then we rank it every Thursday, right? Um, and there's a guy who famously for a while before he moved and, and went on to, uh, what he was going to school for would do is that he would, he would hear the movie of the week. And then on lunch, he would Wikipedia what the movie was about <laughs> and stuff and read the quick little excerpt. And then he'd give his rating of the movie based on the excerpt, right? <laughs> I have a feeling that people are going to be naming some things and you're going to fiercely see me looking down at my phone, Googling to figure out if I've seen the movie or not. I, I'm going to be in that boat too. There, there's some, uh, if you listen to final entertainment, that first season with, when it was Eric and his brother for, yeah, for pretty much the entire first season, they, like there are some that like, obviously like fight club. I think every adult male in America has seen that movie, I think. And then there's like mm-hmm. fantastic Mr. Fox. And, but then there's other ones, there's more obscure, older ones. Like I've never even heard of this. And I'm a little worried about that next, uh, the, I think two weeks from then, we're, we're going to get into the uh, file entertainment movie season. This will be the, the kickoff of season three. And, and yeah, th- there's going to be a lot of homework for the, for this one. I'm kind of glad that we're, we won't have to cover so many games because it seems like we'll be watching a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about it to be completely candid with you. It, uh, it makes me feel a little, uh, cause I know we were supposed to do, what was it? He was like, oh, do, do you guys want, like, because at first, initially it came out, it's like, oh, we'll just watch two movies, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be Eric and Jared, and then whatever the guest is. And if it's just me and Eric, it'll be just me and his movie. And now he's like, oh, maybe there's a third movie. And we all were talking about how we didn't want to do three movies, because that's like, potentially like six hours of homework that we have to do each, you know, yeah. every two weeks. And I'm not opposed to watching three movies every two weeks, but it, it's kind of like, dude... <laughs> It's very tough because yeah, I, I yeah. couldn't agree with you more because you're like, all right, like if we're going to talk about three movies, I, like I would like to do more than Wikipedia. I would like to watch it and soak it in. And it's definitely hard when that's six hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming the guest is bringing their own, but I'm assuming you guys yeah. as the hosts are good. You'd want to know all of them. Like it, it would be extremely difficult, especially if it's an older movie. Sometimes movies are harder to get into. Are you? A, I know you're a music guy, uh, yeah. but are you a movie guy? I do like movies. I, I enjoy them every now and again. Like I just re got net. I resubscribed to Netflix to watch a couple of movies. I will watch a ton of movies if I want to watch a ton of movies. 
I just have to be in the mood for it. And that's where I come into the fear mm-hmm. of like movies nowadays are like an hour and a half. Right. And okay. That two movies is, is three hours, right? Not all of us really have the time to watch two movies or a movie a week, essentially. Right. Not all of us have that kind of time. So I just, I worry that we're going to run into that same problem again that we ran into last season where we've got 25 songs that we're listening to, AKA three or four movies because of mm-hmm. all the guests. And it's just like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like if I have to watch three movies a week, I guarantee you there are going to be some of them where I Wikipedia it. That way, you know, I, I can't, I think when I watch movies at home, like I, I don't think I've sat through a movie at home, like all the way through in a long, long time. I was literally oh, at the movies on Tuesday and I, it, this was a, two and a half hour movie. And I remember two hours and I was like, I was like, you know what? Maybe I can just figure out what happens. And I can just watch the rest of this on YouTube. I'm like, I'm kind of ready to go. This, this has gone on long enough. I mean, it's good, yeah. but it's, it's, it's very, very hard. So this will be a, a real challenge for season three. It's always a lot of fun. Uh, Eric show. And I, I love the change in the movie. So we've, we've, com- we've completed the music A to Z we've had the special episodes. Um, I think this will be a really fun one tomorrow. I love the March Madness aspect of it. And that one we're recording on Friday. So we get to have all the fun on Friday. And then you guys, the listeners, you get to have all the fun on Tuesday when that episode drops. So look for that file on entertainment, but also look for nobody's listening. And then also, 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 also. They say I had a Twitter site. Like I said earlier, if you're not already, make sure you're following the show on Twitter slash X. We are at EVLMRK. Once again, that's EVLMRK. We have the best retweets, comments, memes, and we're going to have all kinds of content leading up to Wildcard Weekend. Look for hashtag EMS202 to see special links, tweets, pictures, or stories we talk about in today's episode. You can also DM me there. I will respond. Come check out your boy, Pinguino, on the Twitter. All right. It's time. It's time to hand out some hardware and penalties. That's my ball. Hardware and penalty flags is our version of an NFL weekly award show where we hand out hardware to the week's best and we throw penalty flags on the week's worst. So, Jared, do me a favor. Get us started with the first one. And again, this is going to be different for us. Usually on the Friday show, we usually talk about these. We usually only tweet out like pictures or if we got stuff or if something really visual that that we're, we're looking at that we want you to take a look at. Uh, but this time around, we have articles, we have links. So make sure you're definitely following us on Twitter because this one is, is, is rather interesting and it's got a good video that goes with it. But uh, Jared, if you don't mind, uh, go ahead and kick us off. Yeah. So uh, I want to hand out a piece of hardware uh, to Bill Belichick and, and the, the folks that were able to do some del- digging because Bill Belichick is he, he's got a memory like an elephant, man. The guy can remember some, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was a story not too long ago. Uh, Andy Ferraria uh, ba- basically said um, he tweeted out something that was like, yes, really long story, but there's a moment for my camera to prove it. Ironically, we were uh, we were Patriots fans out visiting your friend who worked for the Lions. So the kids had Lions gear on. So this team goes to the Lions Patriot game in Detroit. The kids are decked out in Lions gear, right? Well, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick decided to just snub them right <laughs> snub the kids because they're all in p- lion's gears and apparently this went viral where people are like oh my god can you believe bill belichick's being a dick these kids are like trying to reach out for this legend's hands trying to shake him and he had remembered these kids from when he took a picture earlier on in the season when they were actual legitimate patriot fans in new england where they took an actual selfie with bill belichick on the field right and it was kind of funny because apparently people had noticed this and it had gone viral 
And Belichick was basically uh, in the article. He's just kind of like, yeah, I remember them as being, you know, actual kids. He followed up with them, took another photo, like made things right. But it's so cool of Bill Belichick to actually go, why are those kids in Lions gear? They're Patriot fans. What the hell is going on? And then just like snubbing them and making a cool, funny, interesting story. So I just want to give Bill Belichick, you know, like, I mean, how many people, Mark, do you think he meets in a day? It must be. It must be dozens and dozens, especially. And then you got to think like during the NFL season, like he has an actual job he has to get to. He's got shit to do. It's not like he's like Keanu Reeves. And he's like, I, if he's not on the set of the movie, like he's enjoying his life. Like it's not like that. Like he has a job to do year round. It does. It never ends for Bill Belichick. Yeah. It never, he's always going, always meeting, always doing these things. Do you really expect him to remember a bunch of kids that he maybe just randomly took a selfie with for the 500th selfie that he's taken in the season to remember them and go, who the hell are these kids? And wait, I remember them. Why are they in lion's gear? Right? Like it's kind of interesting. It's kind of amazing that he can remember that. Well, um, it's yeah, it's uh, he is a really, really interesting guy. Now hanging it up here today, uh, as we recorded on Thursday, this morning, there was a press conference and, uh, he's stepping down with the Patriots kind of the, like the ultimate free agent It is kind of back to backs because, uh, on Wednesday, uh, legendary Alabama head coach, Nick Saban also stepped down. So we have like the greats of the football game of the world. And also there's a great uh, documentary about Belichick on and Saban on, on coaching, which is really great. I think that's Mm -hmm. on HBO. Uh, But I was kind of shocked when I heard the news, like I knew like this was going to happen. Like we we even talked about this weeks leading up to the end of the season, but still like when it happened today, I was shocked. What were your initial thoughts when, when Bill Belichick officially called it quits? Officially called it quits. Uh, I actually was a little, I, I like, so I, I subscribed to the NFL on YouTube and the thumbnail is breaking Bill Belichick and Patriots part ways. Uh, it, it broke 12 hours ago uh, as of recording right now. That's 6 p.m. And then you take a look at a couple earlier. This is breaking Pete Carroll out as head coach, um, you know, with the Seahawks. And I just think it's kind of interesting because we all know why Bill Belichick is basically, for lack of a better term, getting fired right from yeah, the Patriots. A, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and same with Pete Carroll. But it's two different, two different, you know, thumbnails. Pete Carroll, he's gone. And it's like, oh, the Patriots and Bill Belichick, they're just parting waves. Like, no, they're both being fired. Just call it for what it is. But when it when the news broke about it and we had that in-depth conversation, I was just kind of like prepped and ready. I didn't think we'd see so many freaking firings like now, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like Black Monday, I, I was I was shocked by Vrabel. Vrabel, the, the Vrabel one shocks me the most because I'm yeah. still, like, there's still some good head. Like, he's going to get a job. Like, Bill, Bill Belichick, but though to see him on another sideline, to see him in in with the Chargers, or to see him in Tennessee, or to see him in, it just doesn't seem right, right? Like, it just would yeah. be weird to see him anywhere else except looking like a, an angry old man on the Patriots sideline. It's going to be really strange next year. Yeah, well, I maybe maybe not so much because I also wanted to give a shout out to Bill. Like maybe he's cracking, right? Like mm. maybe he's not just that weird, rough exterior of a dude. Because I mean, did you see that photo of him and Bailey Zappi hugging when uh, you know Bill goes in for the handshake mm-hmm. and Zappi's like, "Nah, we we hug it here," <laughs> and the hug like. He looks like he's actually enjoying himself. So maybe there's a chink in the armor and Bill Belichick isn't just as hardened asshole that everybody thinks he is. And so maybe that's why he's being let go from the Patriots because he's soft now. But yeah, I, 
it just it was kind of interesting to have that heartwarming story to go no bill is actually a really great person he's a great human being he's just not able to coach as well anymore um so that's why i just kind of want to hand hand him a piece of hardware in this i guess heartbreaking day you know it is kind of like well you're right you're 100 right he was fired like but this is being there's been a lot of sugar dumped on the top of this to make it not seem so bad because he's such a legend you're right like yeah Pete carroll packer shouldn't get that here bill belichick well we're parting ways like we we've grown apart <laughs> like it is kind of it's a little bit bullshit but yeah. maybe the, maybe there is something to him softening i let me play you the clip from the opening the part of the presser so he's going up to the press conference he's gonna there's gonna talk about how he's leaving this legendary relationship is finally over all these super bowls all these winnings and what's the first thing he says at his press conference haven't seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow. It was the, the clip I think was ridiculous and quiet. Cause I barely heard yeah, it. But I uh, heard, did you, uh, did you hear all that snapping of the cameras though? Yeah. I think the whole media was there. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Let me see if I, I have a better clip of it. I don't think I do. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause I, I heard the camera snapping over, over anything. Yeah. There's so much camera snapping over. Uh, oh, and there even says Tim Tebow has a classy response to Bill Belichick. Maybe there's a, a better uh, sound in that article. Uh, no, there is not. Unfortunately. Okay. Let me see here. Oh. Well, while well, you're looking for that one thing, I do want to shout out uh, the, the SI.com article that I gave you guys, apparently like it's a live SI article that just basically updates as Bill Belichick goes. So depending upon when you actually read the article, you may have to scroll down to find the article. I was uh, the tweet that I was talking about um, because it, it is a live actual, just kind of thread of all the Bill Belichick things that have happened thus far. So just be, just be mindful of that. Yeah, and, and that'll be with hashtag EMS202. So make sure you're looking for that on Twitter. Oh, here we go. NFL on Fox. Fox, no way Fox it doesn't have the best audio here. Let's give them just a second to bring this up. I, I love it, but maybe they got a closer mic, closer mic because they're Fox. Yeah. As many cameras since we signed Tebow. There we go. Much better. Yeah, yeah see, they got a microphone right up in there. Yeah, Fox ain't fucking around. Like, <laughs> Here we go. All right, morning. Seen this many cameras since we signed Tebow. And then he gets into a statement. <laughs> Maybe he is losing it. Maybe he's going a little bit soft. Maybe just a little bit soft there. I I, I think it was the day that his dog took over the draft. You know, <laughs> that oh, that was the right. day that Bill Belichick became soft. <laughs> The day, the day he conceded to the dog was the day he lost. The, that's the day the dog and him w- w- was wildly let go, and, and his actual dog took control. Um, yeah. Let me get to my next one. So my or my first one, my first is a piece of hardware, and this first piece is going to be very lighthearted because the other two are going to be spicy. All right, folks, buckle up because we've got a message from Green Bay Packers defensive maestro, Jar Alexander. With the playoffs looming large, Alexander decided to drop a warning to the rest of the NFL, and he did it in classic fashion by hilariously crashing a local newscast outside the holy grounds of Lambeau Field. Let me play a little bit of the sound for you. This is great. And 
but the newscaster thinks he's just some Yahoo fan. He just they, they think he's some just weird Packer fan who shows up and just walks on camera. But here he is. Bring that energy right to Texas. I'm just here to tell you, Pack is back. Oh. You heard it from a fan right here. <laughs> Let me give you that too. So she's outside Lambo. She's reporting. It's obviously cold there. You can see a little snow on the ground. She's got her little beanie on and she's with action Two news, uh, ABC, uh, in green Bay, Wisconsin. Bring that energy right to Texas. I'm just here to tell you peg is back. You heard it from a fan right here. (laughs) Jesus. That's, uh, I mean, but let me ask you this, Mark. How many times have, have you had, have you had like Patrick Mahomes or like somebody tick off their hand? Like, oh, that's what you look like. See, like the quarterbacks, you usually know, but like if there was like, I always like I've seen Chandler Jones, not recently, not since he went crazy on on Instagram and TikTok, but I saw when he played with the Cardinals, I saw Chandler Jones two times out in public because uh, he lived in the in the West Valley, kind of near where I live. And both times people were like, oh, my God, Chandler Jones is here. And I'm looking around. I'm like, who? And they're like the huge, tall black guy. I'm like, oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, Okay. That makes sense. I'm like, really? The Chandler? I'm like, okay. I'm, I know it's going to be a black guy, right? I know. I'm like, okay. But I'm like looking around. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's Chandler. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. There is. I'm like, I'm like, damn, I didn't even recognize him when I walked in. Nice. I literally walked past him scooched on back in my mind i wasn't even thinking about him i was just there like i'm like uh i'm like man i just gotta get to the front of this line i think we were at a oh yeah we're at a fries food and drug store so it's like a kroger grocery store and i'm just thinking like i just want to get in front of this guy because this guy's got a lot of shit in his car i wasn't even thinking it was chandler joe so yeah i if you see them you never know unless it's like someone really really identifiable like tom brady or patrick mahomes he looks so weird i think i would know him but like maybe the other ones like kurt cousins i probably wouldn't know him from any random white guy i would just be like oh look at the weird guy why is everyone yeah. making a big deal about him so i i'll give her credit for that she probably didn't know who he was and he does look a little weird he puts on his glasses he's dabbing her up i mean he's <laughs> he's definitely a character this is, is this is the second time this year he's almost like he walked out for a coin toss that he wasn't even supposed to be involved with well, I mean, Jair Alexander, he's a he's a funny dude. The guy's a great defensive player. And, I mean, uh, who was it? Rodgers used to try to always mess with a lot of the guys that would go off for the coin tosses where they take the photos before they'd walk out for the coin toss. Mm. And he would, you know, like, like come on. Like, Rodgers can't have all the fun now that he's gone. Who's going to do it, right? Like, you got to honor the traditions. Yeah, th- that's true. He is having some fun. But I'll tell you this. Here's the deal. And I know we're going to get to this when we break down this game. But yeah. Wake up to the reality that a Super Bowl run is within reach. Love is dealing. The offense is clicking. And this could actually be a better team without Rodgers. Like, maybe. I'm starting to think so. But let's rewind a bit here. Just three yeah. weeks ago, Green Bay was sitting at 7-7. Seven and seven. Fast forward to today, and they're riding high on a three-game winning streak as they storm into the postseason. Offense, it's humming like a well-oiled machine, averaging a cool 27.7 points per game. This team is, for real, maybe question mark question mark question mark and and like i said this isn't the first time alexander has made some waves here having some fun on the field but i I, i'm telling you as we get closer and closer to picking that game at the end of this episode i'm starting to feel it that clip alone i like the pack is back let's do this i'm ready and and anything 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 to stop i I can't relive the 90s again We, we cannot go down this road the packers 
have to stop the Cowboys. They have to disappoint them. There'll be so many disappointed Cowboy fans. It has to happen. Well, I, I mean, I, I was talking to my dad a little bit uh, about it, and I was like, hey, Dad, what's your take on the Packers versus Dallas in the wild card? And uh, to keep it short and sweet before we go into it, he's like, they got to be spot on. And I was like, is there anything else you see? And he goes, not really. Just hope the Packers play better than the Cowboys and score at least one more point than they do. <laughs> good, good, good breakdown, Dad. Good breakdown. Yeah, score more points than the other team. He sounds like <laughs> Terry Bradshaw. That, that's kind of what Terry Bradshaw brings every single week. <laughs> They've got to get the ball. They got to score early. It's like don't, and they got to score score often. I'm like, isn't every game based on who scores early? Who scores cool. often? <laughs> yeah, that's like. Did did you put on pants before you went outside? <laughs> yeah, I did. Great, you win. It's like that's that your 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 idea of a win is very very low, sir. <laughs> Yeah, like, what's the best life advice? Stay alive. Just try to stay alive, and then <laughs> you'll be in the game. You just get yourself. Then you're in the mix. As long as you're actually living, you're kind of in the mix. Yeah. Which, Are you which a breathing is, corpse? Yeah. Good job. You've succeeded. What? Yes. You're there. <laughs> you're going to make it. You're going to ah. make it. All right. Who's your second piece of uh, hardware penalty flag for? Yeah, I want to actually give a piece of hardware out uh, to the the NFC. I'm sorry, to the AFC North, the AFC North. I know we've talked about the AFC just being an utter shit show for like ever, but according to records, they are the first division to have an all winning record, and they are the first division to actually achieve this since 1935. Wow! So since 1935. Like, so pre-NFL, pre-AFC-NFC merger, right? The AFL-NFL. Since that merger, no team, I'm sorry, no division has been pure winning. At least one person in each division has had a losing record. We have to go all the way back to 1935 to to find a division that has had an all-winning record. And if I'm not mistaken, the entire AFC North is actually AFC North. Because I'm, I'm, dude, I'm so bad with divisions. <laughs> I know that okay, I no, know the, the NFC ones. I the AFC ones yeah. I always struggle with. <laughs> the the oh, yeah, it's it's funny that they're all winning, and the Bengals are the only ones that are not in. And I think it's just because of the last couple of games where they dropped the ball. Like, how insane is that, though? That we have to go back to 1935 to find where one division at least has a pure winning record. Like, that's fucking crazy. I think if Joe Burrow had had been healthy all year long, they probably would have made the playoffs. All those teams in that division probably would have made the playoffs. That probably would. It's unbelievable. Even the Bengals, they didn't make it, but they're still nine and eight. I mean, it's above five hundred. That's it's a t- really really tough division, and a lot of that I think goes to the Browns. Kind of had a surprise season. I think we we both knew the Ravens were going to be good. The Steelers yeah. kind of made up some ground. Like it, it is kind of shocking that all those teams have winning records. I. I'm just blown away. Like, I think it's funny because I, I read the article and it's like, there could be a new record set. And I was like, oh, let's read the record. And then it was, of course, it was, you know, the Bengals have to win essentially for this record to be a thing. And both you and I were like, <laughs> no. not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, not going <laughs> to happen. And then what happens? They win. And I wake up and there's a because uh, I, I had it set to the news alerts. And it's like breaking news. AFC record has been made. And I was like, what? Cool. So, yeah, I I just think it's great. You know, I'm a stats and statistics kind of guy. Sometimes I have harebrained ideas and sometimes I have some really dumb thoughts and how things are going to play out. But like, that's pretty like, that's a cool statistic. Like that's dude, that's insane. It's almost been a hundred. Like 
just a couple more years and it would have been a hundred years since since no winning divi- no division would have been winning. Wow, words are so hard today. The West Division, the Lions, the Packers, the Chicago Bears. Oh my gosh, and the old school, old, the Chicago Cardinals. Wow, oh, yeah, that's, nice. that's 1935. Yeah, wow, that's that's one of the very few winning seasons the the Cardinals have in their history. So, so nice. I'm going to consider that a feather in the cap. I'm going to take that <laughs> as a win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, what's up? I was said, I'm going to take that as when anytime the Cardinals are mentioned in some, in some kind of good capacity and not like an embarrassing capacity, I'm going to, I'm going to hold my head proud. <laughs> but is it really, is it really your Cardinals or is it the Chicago Cardinals? I <sighs> know we, we, we have to deal with them since, since we have to deal with them, we get to take credit for them. Even if it occurred in Chicago, we're the uh, ones I, who got to put up with them now. <laughs> I, I'll, 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 I'll throw a challenge flag on that. I'll throw a challenge flag on that. <laughs> But all right, Mark, what, what do you got? What, what's next on the docket? Oh, this is, uh, I'm going to flip these around here. I'm going to give a piece of hardware here. And this coveted piece of hardware goes out to none other than legendary Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp. Now, after escaping the clutches of that talking head extraordinaire Skip Bayless, Sharp has emerged unfiltered, breaking free from the confines of the four-letter network. His podcast, Club Shay Shay isn't just making waves, it's shattering culture, no, cultural norms, and there's no sign of it slow, slowing down. So. Move aside, Rogan, with your cold plunges, your younger driest theory, your weird affection for middle acts. Sharp is taking over. And when Sharp teams up with Ocho Cinco, the results are nothing short of spectacular in their late night uh, episodes. Whether you're in need of relationship advice or craving the latest scoop on black comics and conspiracy, thank you, Cat Williams, Club Shay Shay has got you covered. And if you're yearning for hard-hitting sports takes without the weird racism of Skip Bayless, well, Club Shay Shay is got you taken care of. Mark my words here. I'm going to call it out right now here in the beginning of 2024. Club Shay Shay and Shannon Sharp, they're on the trajectory to become the next, become the Joe Rogan of 2024. I can sense it because the mainstream media is already sharpening their knives. Now, normally, I can't stand most talking heads, but Sharp's podcast gracefully straddles that line between pop culture, gossip, definitely a lot of gossip, and sports, and I am here for it. This shout out isn't just a nod. It's a well-deserved bestowment of this symbolic hardware to Shannon Sharp. So kudos to Sharp for doing things his own way on his own terms and creating something truly extraordinary in this space. And a real special shout out to Ocho Cinco for keeping it real and earning the title of best antagonist slash co-host. I don't know. He might, he might have some competition actually. Uh, Just wonderful. The chemistry between him and Sharp is a spectacle. Uh, and it's great to listen to. I, I love Club Shay Shay. I, I love the late night episodes. Cheers to these trailblazers uh, actually making news and actually making good stuff in the podcasting world. Uh, I was never a fan of, of that that show, like I because I just couldn't get mm-hmm. past the Skip Bayless. Only time, and I really try not to watch any pregame shows. So my my coverage of Shannon Sharp before this point. Before the Cat Williams interview was like, sometimes I'd see him ranting and I'd be like, sometimes I'd be like, yeah, okay, he's all right. He's making a good point. And then sometimes I'd be like, oh, he just, it sounds like it fell in with all the other cacophony. Like when he's screaming and Skip Bayless was screaming, I was like, I, I'm, I'm checked out as soon as both of them are screaming. I can't do it. But to, to hear him on his own and to hear his interviewing style, um, 
the interviews that he's done on his podcast, I'm really, really impressed. I, I, I'm so glad that he's, he's no longer affiliated with that show. And uh, now that I've, I've liked that show, I've gone back and I get some clips of him on, on my TikTok and Instagram. And I'm always like, yeah, he's, you know, he's kind of spun on. He's a pretty darn good analyst. He's, I mean, he's got some hot takes. Like we played at the beginning of the show, his, his bashing on James Winston, which is maybe a little, strong there but you're you're someone who actually used to watch that show occasionally uh am i late to the party on shannon sharp has this always been the case i honest to god haven't seen any of his club shay shay stuff uh, the the one or two like clips i've seen was from the ocho cinco interview where i was like oh wow they're just really going off the rails um but I, it, it feels like he brings the same energy um I usually watch the the episodes of Skip and Shannon, and I'd watch the clips that they would put out, like on Fox Sports and stuff. So it'd be the small little NFL segments because they talk about so much in between it. But I mean, I can see why he'd be good on his own. He he he's able to bring that energy and that that power to the, what he does because when him and Skip him and Skip were arguing a lot, like skip it, skip, it, skip 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 skip, <laughs> it it felt like too to uh like an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object right because sometimes it'd be so different but now that he can just kind of like let his thoughts go into the void he can kind of like put it a little bit better instead of just going head to head with somebody on something you know what i mean yeah, oh yeah he is uh he has a lot more room to operate it seemed like yeah in those 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 the clips that i had seen with him and skip bayless it seemed like he was always trying to battle skip and skip was always kind of and i think that was what kind of broke apart their thing was like when he kind of questioned him as a player and his 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 mentality and his toughness and you can i can kind of see now why that guy took that so personal because he seems like a very very the james winston commentary at the beginning of the show like when i saw that play when james winston and the team over overrode the uh the coaching staff got a touchdown while they were in victory formation i was thinking like Jeez, I bet every NFL, I bet every former NFL player is going to be like, oh, no, that's fine. I go, I bet there's going to be somebody who's going to be pissed off by that. I wonder who's going to be the the one NFL player who's like, that's horse shit. That's not right. Let me, before I get your thought on Shannon's opinion, but what were your, what was your opinion on them, on them faking the victory formation and going for that extra touchdown in a game that they had already easily won? I want to know why they did it first the the running back was a jamal williams i think he he had a rough year he was hurt he i don't i don't think he had gotten a touchdown he didn't get as many touchdowns as he got last year it wasn't like he was going to get a bonus but they just wanted to they wanted to pick him up because he this was his first game back in a while and he's had a rough season so according to james winston the 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 play call came in that they were supposed to take a knee to wrap this game up and that the players themselves talked about hey let's get one for jamal Let's put him in there. And they were like, yeah, screw it. Let's go for it. And that's was that was the idea of, of them going for this touchdown. Was Jamal Williams in already yes. or did they sub him in? No, he was in there already. He was in there because they definitely were going to run. And they, that's that's uh, why okay. he was in there because he was just like literally okay. going to stand there. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. They were doing that that one deep victory for me. Okay. Um, but going for a touchdown in victory formation, uh, are you offended or are you you think? It's within I, like, the lines. It's the game. They got to try to stop everything. I, because mm, I mean the Saints aren't in the playoffs, so it's not like it really fucking matters. Yeah, um, it meant nothing. It meant yeah, absolutely it, it, nothing. It really meant nothing. I mean, like I could see if it was like to get an incentive or something like that. I, I just think it was it, uh, potentially reckless because what if what if an injury did happen? I mean, I 
playing devil's advocate here, I I'd be like, you guys, like, if you want to do something, just tell me, right? Don't just oh, don't just be like, hey, we we'd like to win this to get a win for Jamal, da 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 da. Like, you know, give me a little bit of an explanation. Because if if the team just went now, nah, fuck the coaching staff. I'm done. I'm I'm not. I don't care. I'm just going to do this. I'd be a little offended, right? As a head coach, because if I'm like you guys, if you would have just told me you wanted to get him a little bit of a W on the season because of what he did, instead of coming to me like a real person, right? Like I, I'd want to. I'd want to know the whole story. Like, did they go, "Hey, we'd like to get Jamal a touchdown," or were they like, "All right, just victory formation"? They're like, "Fuck that. We're going to do this." I'd have. I would, I'd miss Shannon on this. I'd fire him. Be like, no, like if you, if you just do something just because, and you're just going to do it recklessly, I can't have faith that you're going to put into, into action my game plan at all. Right. Cause if I call something you think otherwise, the team's going to follow you because they followed you before. That's you, no, you don't do that. Like you have, you have a chat with me. It's like, Hey, this should work. What are you seeing out there? Oh, well, I'm seeing this. Fuck it. Go for it. Right. Like that's how a good coach is going to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, that 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 coach uh, Dennis Allen, the the coach for the Saints, is now it's we found out in the press conference, and this is why they went back to James Winston. They found out in the press conference that he was like, "Well, that's not the play I called. We're sorry about it." Because those two coaches, the coach for the Falcons and and Allen, got right in each other's faces. Well, the the Falcons coach came right up in his face and he said that was bullshit. Uh, I think he said that was chicken shit. I can't remember if he said it was chicken shit or bullshit, but like they, the cop was almost there. The the sheriff's deputy usually walks with the, with the, uh, with the head coach was like right there and was almost getting ready to kind of separate them. There was, it was a really, really heated that, that touchdown in garbage time really offended the, the Falcons head coach. And I know the Falcons took definitely took it the wrong way, but yeah, I mean, if that's, if, 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 I see, I, people are saying blame James Winston. I, I'm saying if you really got to fire somebody, fire the head coach. He's the one who screwed. If they're not listening to him, if he calls a play and they're just doing whatever they want, then yeah, then the problem is obviously him. Yeah, well, I mean, like I can understand that, like not having the the faith in the head coach to do something, then you'd you'd want to take a look, like because um, there's a, a going to Reddit of all places. I know this is a great source for for information, but there was you know there was you get those tales of those horrible managers, right? Where they're like, why is there so much turnover in Tiffany's corner? You know? Mm-hmm. And like Mark, who is the boss, you're going to look at that and go, Tiffany, why is there so much turnover? And there's a lot of people that just keep leaving your department. Eventually you're going to go, maybe you suck Tiffany, right? Like maybe you're not a good manager. Right. Yeah. But how often can you, you, and if the investigation comes out that, yeah, the saints suck ass, Okay, cool. They, they the the head coach suck ass. Allen, he needs to be let go. However, if Jameis Winston just decided to go rogue because fuck it, he went rogue. It, he like he's a career backup. He doesn't really do things like that. So that that would beg my question. Like, yeah, is it the head coach or is it not? I, an internal investigation should probably be launched and figure out what the fuck happened. Because if you're gonna break decorum, that's essentially what Jameis Winston did. He broke you know NFL decorum. Mm-hmm. You you need to be. You need to be fined. Foul. Something needs to happen. And if it's your coach just can't wrangle your players, fine. Or if Winston just decided to be some loose fucking cannon and then everybody else was on board for it, which, I mean, who wouldn't be on board? Like, look at what Flacco's doing for the Browns, right? Like, the Browns have really come together as a team under him. Mm-hmm. So he, so Winston, who's been in the league for a while, probably has quite a bit of pull. Like, wow, you've been around for a while, albeit as a backup. It like it. I see it from everybody's side. I guess is is the point I'm trying to say in all these lost words because 
now I'm trying to argue in my head, no, Mark is right. Fire the coach. But I'm also like, but is Winston going rogue? So if you can really figure out exactly what transpired, I, I think Winston needs to have a, a very stern talking to, if not a write-up, <laughs> you know, because yeah, right. he broke decorum. Yeah, he, he needs a write-up because he broke decorum. But we also need to look at, you know, the coaching and go, what the fuck, man? What led to this, right? If it was a yeah. random one-off, bye-bye Winston. But if it's a pattern of behaviors because of what the coaching is doing, bye-bye Allen. Yeah, you then that this guy's got to go. Then he's obviously lost control of his own team. Like that, the, James Winston, man, did not do that coach any favors because now people are going to start sniffing around, and all it takes is even on a five hundred team, like, well, maybe yeah. the coach isn't the guy. Well, maybe we need to get a new guy here. It's it's so transitory. The NFL head coaching positions, no one's safe. Bill Belichick isn't safe. Pete Carroll's not safe. There's no Brable's not safe. Like if if you show any weakness in the NFL coaching kind of uh, hierarchy, you're gone. And and this is like a glaring, huge weakness. Winston just threw his coach under the bus. Like, I I don't know where it's all going to end, but yeah, he definitely just threw him right under that fucking bus. Is, is, is the, is the heated argument between the two coaches online? Cause I'm not going to lie. Um, I decided not to watch that game because I I figured it was just going to be a throwaway bullshit game. Um, I would like to see the, the coaches go argue because that would be interesting to see somebody come off flying out going, you son of a bitch, how could you? And then how, how are you as a coach to go, dude, I didn't call that play. Like, how do you, how do you convey that to a very, very heated head coach? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like a five second clip. It is, it is available online. It's, it's really good that the Falcons head coach is really, really bad out of shape you can tell he's like what the f-? he's not even like what the fuck he's like that's chicken shit like he just goes in there assuming the other guy was trying to fuck him over but uh yeah we- i'm gonna retweet that that we'll put the hashtag ems uh, 202 on there uh but uh give me your last hardware penalty bike sure uh so mark this is this is just a this is i guess you would call it a piece of hardware um because i'm not sure how do you feel about the how do you feel about nfl records that are now being broken because there's an 18th game. How do you feel about that stuff? That one's really tough here because I, but then again, I mean, even in my generation, well, in our generation growing up, like a lot of those records would like, I remember famously OJ Simpson's record was done in 14 games, 2000 yards, yeah. 14 games. So it's, it was hard to be like, Oh yeah, well, who got it? Like Terrell Davis got it. Or, no, I forget who got the 2000 yards. It was like, it's hard to be like, yeah, but that was in 16 games. That's two extra games to get more yards. It, it seems, but still 2000 yards, 2000 yards. There's, I can see it both ways. I, I don't get offended by it. Cause I know we've gone from 14 to 16 in, in my lifetime. So go to 16 to 18. I figure there's N plus all the offense that we have nowadays. Like there's mm-hmm. probably going to be a lot of torn up records. Yeah. I, I'm not beat up by it. I think baseball, I would be more offended. Baseball's I think it's yeah. kind of the world of purest, but I think football, like if you told me like, the best wide receiver, you know, the who had the most touchdowns of all time is Antonio Brown. I'd be like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. I remember he had a huge year. Like, I, I wouldn't be offended as a game of the fan of, of the NFL, yeah. though. I think I'd be cool with it. Like, I mean, I, I, I kind of almost wish that they would break things up because, like, the seventy-two Dolphins, their entire season was seventeen games, right? Which is what we play now, right? We play seventeen games total now, and that was their whole Super Bowl, right? They, the win number 17 was the Super Bowl. Um, so I just I I want to hand out a, a piece of hardware to Brock Purdy. His first official season with the 49ers, he sets a record for most passing yards at 4,280 in a season. Uh, you know, he he's he did surpass 
the um, who because uh, I I left the link up there about the reference for the the career passing yards, but I, he would Steve Young would have would still hold the title I think because he would easily have about four four thousand five hundred yards if he had played an extra two to three games you know, but I I want to hand out a piece of hardware to Brock Purdy for basically setting the San Francisco 49ers passing records in a season even though it took him like an extra game or two. I still think it's kind of cool to come off the bench as a very highly tatted rookie. He's in the running for MVP. He's got all the talks about how good he is basically taking these 49ers in a massive win. The kid has been doing exponential things when we're like, who in the devil is Brock (laughs) Purdy? And what is he going to do for the 49ers? Like, are they really going to be, is this kid going to be a golden nugget or is he just going to be some, you know, red schlub that we find next season doing the Jameis Winston thing where he's a perpetual backup because he's a game manager. Right. Um, so maybe put an asterisk by this piece of hardware or just give him the full-blown trophy and say, congratulations, kids, you did it. Yeah, it's interesting with him because I know, like, because it's a Niners quarterback, everyone wants to go right to the Steve Young and the Joe Montana thing. And yeah. it, it's it's one thing like, well, he's not as good as Steve Young or Joe, you know, Joe Montana because, you know, those, you know, uh, he, you know, Brock Pretty has all this help around. He's got Debo. He's got the, you know, he's got McCann. But all the guys, Montana Young had uh, – ton of talent all around them. They had Jerry yes. Rice, they had Roger Craig. It, it's really hard to to hold anything against Brock Purdy. He, hell of a season. I don't care if it's 18 games. And for a guy who basically came into the league unheralded, wasn't supposed to be the guy, they drafted uh, Trey Lance. Brock Purdy is not even supposed to be here, man. Like yeah. The fact that he can do this, I think, is, is definitely noteworthy. I think the real test here is going to be how you get your name etched next to Steve Young and Joe Montana is going to be you got to cash one of these ones in. If you, this team is so good, he's got to show up in the playoffs. If if he goes out there like last year, has one good game and then kind of gets exposed in the, in the next round, that's going to be the kiss of death to him. They're going to be like, oh yeah, he's a stat hog. He's a system guy. This is always built around him. And if he didn't have the talent around him, he wouldn't be any good. Like the proof is in the pudding. He's got to bring it come playoff time or, or it's going to change the narrative as unfair as that is. Like, I think he deserves it. well-earned season, but yeah, how history judges people is by how they perform under pressure. Unfortunately, quick, quick, quick side question here. What would, what would you go? Okay. The kids got like, what, what would be the worst? So, cause I know you said like when he got exposed by the Eagles, cause obviously he was not ready for what they threw at him that season. Right. That was, that was Brock Purdy. Welcome to the show kid. Right. What would be a scenario in which he fails miserably, but yet you would still give him a bunch of credit for to be like, okay, like you're a legitimate actual quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah, he goes to like the NFC title game, plays against a really, really good NFC opponent. Like, uh, maybe, gosh, I'm like, I don't want the Packers to be there. Like, I don't think the Lions or Rams give you enough gravitas. In his case, it's going to have to be a Super Bowl appearance. Look, there's just not a really, really good team in the NFC. Like, Cowboys are probably second best team <laughs> but i'll tell you what if you if you have an nfc title game the cowboys are forced to have to go to san francisco and you get that classic classic matchup niners versus cowboys and then you win that game i think that's enough but short of that like you got to at least make it to the super bowl and then if you fall apart in the super bowl then you just go he's a young guy it's just he's only second year in give him a break i think that gets you enough credit but if you really want to Cinch this thing. I think you got to beat the Cowboys at home for an NFC title. I, 
I'm well, I mean, they have they the 49ers they have a home field advantage, don't they, throughout the whole yep. thing? Yeah. The whole everything has to go through San Francisco. Everything has to go. The my my one scenario is that if if you can beat Green Bay in the championship, because 49ers have always had the Packers in the NFC championship. If you can do that, do it well. If you can destroy the Cowboys, yes, make it to the Super Bowl, whatever. If he has to play the Eagles again, if you have to play the Eagles again, Ooh. a close loss is gonna be a is gonna be a checkbox where I'm like, you didn't get your shit pushed in, kid. Right? Like Good. We know last time you you got a couple lumps of bruises. You had to go to the doctor. You had to get stitched up. Now you can go to the after party, right? Like, you know, it's like, what kind of caliber UFC fighter are you? Are you a hardened veteran where you can go to the after party after getting beaten up? You know, I think if he, he can, if they can lose the Eagles and lose well, I think that that's a, that's a win in my book. If they can make it to the NFC championship and lose and lose well, that is a good signal. But I am 110% with you. If it is not the Eagles in the NFC championship round and the 49ers make it, I have to say, Purdy, you have to beat them. You guys always have the Packers number. The Cowboys, Dak Prescott does not deserve to be where they're at. The Lions, my hat is off to the Lions if they make it to the final round. And the Rams, oh, same with that. If the Rams, Lions, or Buccaneers make it, hats off. You better beat them, though, right? The Eagles are an okay loss, though. If if you get the the Bucks, the Rams, or the Lions, yeah, you you absolutely have to win that game. They like there is no excuse. The number one seed, you're at home, you're rolling hot. And all those other teams have had <laughs> times this year where they've really really struggled. And if you if you show up and you get you get destroyed, yeah, that that's going to be his legacy. Unfortunately, then he'll his rap will be if he fucks up in one in that game, the rap will be like, yeah, he. He falls apart in big, big games. And then good luck trying to get back to this point again to be there two years in a row. It might take another four or five years. That's just how the league operates. Like if he gets done by one of those lesser teams, oh man, he's in for, he's in for some, a lot of criticism going forward. Kirk Cousins 2.0, baby. Oh, that's perfect. That's <laughs> perfect. That's exactly right. Kirk Cousins. That is, I'm going to write that down because that's going to be in the Kirk, show description. That's exactly Kirk what Cousins it would be. 2.0. Oh I, uh, my God. I, I do just want to throw this out. I I, I want to, you know, fuck it. No, we'll, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to ask like a, a, a thousand different things. I could keep you going for tangents, Mark. I want to hear your penalty flag. Cause you were teasing this for a while. I want to hear it. Yeah, I mentioned this yesterday, and I did mention this to uh, to uh, um, Eric. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm like on Friday on on Friday show, I'm going to go hard at Pat McAfee for what he did to Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. So I, I, I'm going to go penalty flag. I'm going to throw this on Pat McAfee, and just let me preface this with like, I really don't want to mention other podcasters or personalities because like, no matter what I say, they'll be like, oh, that guy's just jealous. He wants to be Pat McAfee. That's why. It, truly. I'm happy with with where I'm at in my situation. Like, I wish I could squeeze a buck out of this, but I'm happy. Where, where I am, I'm happy with our fan base and our feedback. No sour grapes. I promise you. But, yeah. but, <laughs> but, but, so now everything I just said got wiped away. But Pat McAfee is a straight up pussy and a fucking clown. And at the beginning <laughs> of this past Wednesday show, McAfee said that Jets quarterback and noted weirdo Aaron Rodgers, and we all know he's a weirdo. He's always been a weirdo. He's been a weirdo all year. This is what McAfee said. And I quote, there will be a lot of people who are happy with that, myself included, to be honest with you. The way it ended, it got really loud. I'm happy he's not going to be in my mentions going forward, which is great news. 
all of this because Aaron Rodgers is not allowed on the show anymore because of his weird feud with Jimmy Kimmel and they brought up Epstein and, but they've been talking about weird shit all year long. So I'm going to, first of yeah. all, it's a goddamn lie. All off season and during the season, Rogers is, was given a platform to share his thoughts, share his personality. But now things have gotten too real because the four letter network ESPN, who's owned by Disney, has decided Rogers needs to be muscled because he took a run at their guy. He took a run at Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel's are protected Disney personality. So this is synergy at work. So since McAfee is there, since McAfee is their little bitch boy, he's decided to cave to pressure and now he's letting ESPN run his show. It's disgusting. It's the epitome of being a fucking coward. The moment it becomes difficult for his pimps, his pimps at Disney in their three piece suits is the moment he packs it in and he gives up on Rogers, throws him under the bus. Now, Portney, Portney, Portnoy, and Barstool were right. When he left Barstool, there was all this talk in whispers that he was always a shrinking violet, that he never really wanted to kind of give his opinions. He's always there with his weird crew, uh, but he was able to kind of capture that moment, move away from Barstool, and there were always hard feelings there. He stands there in his tank tops, pretends to be a tough guy. There was always that kind of rumors at Barstool that he would act like a tough guy on the air. But when you got him face to face, he kind of backed down. And it makes sense because he's a punter. He's Disney's bitch. If Disney ESPN told Pat McAfee right now to go put on a dress, hit the avenue and suck dick until he brought enough loose coins back from shady sports bet operators, Pat McAfee would be grabbing his knee pads. This is why it's so important when we look at Club Shay Shay and we look at Shannon Sharp and we look at like. Joe Rogan, even even to a lesser extent, total on the other opposite side of the political spectrum, Mark Marin. It's so important you own your own platform and that you're not just a tool for a giant corporation. It's 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 this is just completely terrible. And this is why I'm throwing this penalty flag. You have to be your own man. You have to have your own takes, and you cannot be affiliated with scum like Disney or ESPN or let other people run your shows or determine what your take is. It, it, you know what? Cat Williams said it best. It's the year of calling out. Well, he said fake ass ninjas, but I'm going to say fake ass bitches. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that to Cat Williams to say it. So, in the spirit of that, I am calling out Pat McAfee right now for being a straight bitch, a fake, a phony, and a Disney themed whore. The newest Disney princess, the purchase talking head with Norby Williams, the guy two weeks ago, he was like, Oh, there's an ESPN executive who's ruining my show. His name is Norby Williams. And he's trying to, you know, he's trying to ruin my show because what Norby Williams put out into the world, which everybody knows is that when McAfee moved over to ESPN, first take gets the lead in. He, he was second first take holds about 500,000 listeners. When it gets to McAfee, the, the longer he's been at ESPN, the less and less of that audience he's been able to hold. It's He literally loses 200,000 people from one show to the next. They decide they like the old Pat McAfee. And if you listen to any of Pat McAfee's fans, they'll tell you they like the old Pat McAfee before he basically sold himself to Disney and the sports better operators. And and look, I, I'm going to put it out there. Like, I, I, like, he should just trade the tank top for a halter top. Like, and he should just, I just wonder, I wonder. What, what it what it must feel like when Norby has his hand jammed so far up his narrow ass that that Pat McAfee is a little Pinocchio and and, and, and now he's going to throw down Aaron Rodgers I don't like it 
look, you don't have to agree with Aaron Rodgers. I think Jared doesn't agree with Aaron Rodgers. I think there's people who are fascinated with Aaron Rodgers only because he's a train wreck like myself. Like I love it because he's so weird. But to have him on your show, to make money off of him, to use the exposure that you get from bringing Aaron Rodgers on the show every single week, to love all the headlines, but the moment things go bad, to just throw him away like it's nothing. And, and something so lame, too, like he won't be on the show the rest of the NFL season. The NFL season's already over. What are you talking about? Till the Super Bowl? You're talking about for the next like month? Get the fuck out of here. I'm putting it out here right now. And I'm looking for attention. I'm not looking for anything. I'm saying this is what I know. This is what I know. Let me let me be like Shannon Sharp and speak my truth. This is what I know. I know associates, his associates, his little his little friends on the show. I know they're a bunch of bitches. I know he he's owned like a bitch. He looks and acts like a bitch. And from rumors, what I've heard, from what I hear, when he was with the Colts, he was on the road. I heard he was grabbing his ankles like a bitch for other dudes on Backpage. That's what I heard. So I'm putting it out there on the street right now. And again, I don't need your attention. I don't need anything like that. I'm putting it out here, man to man, Pat McAfee, for what you did to Aaron Rodgers, you're a bitch and you're fake and you're punk. And that's how it is. And I'm going to put it out there. You can take it how you want. Pat McAfee. Nah, Cat Williams said it best. It's the year of the fake ass ninja. He's the <laughs> fakest ass bitch of 2024. Fuck Pack McAfee. Fuck his crew, and fuck his listeners. That's it. That's my penalty flag. I have nothing to add to that. That is that is beautiful. <laughs> I, 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 I wholeheartedly believe that if you're gonna like when you guys come on my show, right? I, I love when people are like, oh, well, Jared, what about this? Or what about that? It's like, I don't give a fuck. You say what you say, when you say it, how you say it. You're the one talking, not me. Yeah. Right? like I, I've been on your show and I know Eric's on your show. I know Gaio is probably a better example because I don't think like Eric never really says anything like really, really terrible or mm-hmm. weird. But like Gaio said weird shit. I've said oh, yeah. weird shit. And it's, you've never been like, OK, well, I like to have him on my show because, you know, they, they, they bring people over. But like, oh, no, no, you've said the wrong thing. I can't be affiliated with you anymore. And then he goes out there <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm so glad he's not there because now I don't have to deal with it anymore. I'm like, come on. He, he was good until he wasn't good until until now. Now it kind of say you it's just it's such a bitch move. It's so low class and scummy. I, I mean I've I've had to edit a podcast. I've I've had to have one apology made, but I'm still gonna bring you on my show, right? Like I'm not I'm not just bring you on the show, right? It's it's just we gotta find a, an episode to do. Mm-hmm. With this, it's it's like one of those uh those punishments that you give. It's like you're being suspended for six games. Yet, coach, I'm injured for six games, though. He's like, yeah, that's why your suspension is lasting for those six games. It's a non-punishment, right? Yeah, you're you're punished. Yeah, you're you're punished until the season's over. Well, everything's already taken care of. So I guess this is like it's it's like being punished. Uh, like you're being suspended with pay. It's like yeah, it's a vacation. That's what that's a vacation, motherfucker. When you suspended yeah. with pay, it's so <laughs> dumb. Like, and I mean, the thing is, is you you how do you not know what you're getting with Aaron Rodgers? We've been seeing the weird fucking Aaron Rodgers for how long? You know, and all the weird shit that surrounds him. And you had to have known, like, he's going to pop off with some random shit at some point in time. When is it going to happen? And honestly, I'm with a lot of the vast majority of people that have left Pat McAfee. I liked it when it was just him and his crew sitting in a trailer being bullshit, right? Just doing the fucking friend thing, hanging out, having a good time. The moment 
he started to get very corporate with things and you could definitely tell ESPN was taking over and there were a bunch of executives doing what they do best by fucking making the show bullshit. I stopped watching. I think, I think it was like what, like almost, I think it was like midway through last season is when he started to get like super, super corporate. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm done. I can't. I'd like, it's, it's no longer that original show that I liked it. Now it's literally just him and a bunch of friends talking the he doing, doing the, Town Cowherd thing, right? Oh yeah, the, the, well, it, bunch. It's, it's basically a bunch of scripted talking points, and then they they keep him on a short leash. You know what I mean? It, yeah, they definitely keep him on a shorter leash since he's been there. Like in the when he does get loose, is like I, I think like I've disliked him since I saw him on College Game Day earlier this year, and he kind of shit on Washington State, which is like I'm not from Washington. In fact. Washington is, I would say Washington Huskies are my rivals, but I've been to Pullman and I know small town Pacific Northwest and for him to shit all over them. And especially in a time when that particular school and university and that conference was like having an extremely hard time. Like they don't even know if they're going to be able to continue to exist and to have this ESPN personality be like, Oh yeah, that, that sacred tradition where you bring your giant Washington state flag everywhere across the country and you make sure it's there on the TV every Saturday. That's kind of a joke. It was kind of just, really backhanded and really small. And I always wanted to kind of let loose on this guy. And I was like, I was like, you know what? If I say anything, it'll just be like, Oh, Mark's jealous of Pat McAfee. That's why he's shitting on him. And I was like, I'm like, you know what? I'm just a mental note. That guy's a bitch. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I don't have to fuck with him. You don't have to call people out. You don't have to call everybody out. But I was like, no, no, this time around with the, with the Rogers thing, you, you can't profit off of Rogers and use him for attention and get the rub from Rogers. And you're exactly right. You, everyone knows who exactly Aaron Rodgers is right now. And then be like, oh my gosh, he brought up Epstein in a flight list. And he said, weird. Like, how would you, would you expect him not to like, what the fuck else yeah. is he going to talk about? <laughs> the man takes ayahuasca and was shitting in a bucket for a couple of days, supposedly exactly. quote unquote underground. Right. He takes psychedelics on. He's like, Oh, it's just, it's, t- I mean, technically it's not part of the rules. Yeah. This motherfucker is going to bring up some shit. Like, come on guys. <laughs> You're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's such a, I can't believe he's such a weird conspiracy theory. Oh, you mean the guy who locked himself into a dark room when he was in a free agency period? Yeah. It's shocking that he would be so weird, but uh, yeah, I just, Jared, so, like, I, I'm, I'm going to lean on you. Yeah. Help us, help us get to our sponsor because I could rail on McAfee for oh. from here until the end of time. <laughs> well, you know, just like Aaron Rodgers. Well, actually, I should say, just not like Aaron Rodgers. Shiba Inu will not let you down because today's episode is brought to you by Shiba Inu or Shib. Shib Shiba Inu token is actually the most exciting cryptocurrency in the world because way back in 2021. Uh, they became the most popular crypto surpassing Doge and Bitcoin in the coin market cap. You can actually buy all your hashtag SHIB on all the most popular coin exchanges out there. But you know where the best place to find it is at, Mark? Where is that? At S-H-I-B-T-O-K-E-N. That's at S-H-I-B-T-O-K-E-N on the Twitter at SHIB token. Find it before X dies on us. <laughs> You'll find all the links to the discords, subreddits, telegrams, and everywhere else that you find Shiba Inu. Because unlike X or Twitter, Shib to the moon. How long do you think before X dies? Hmm. You know, I think it probably would be soon that they went from charge their premium service, which I used to use. 
um, was used to be ten dollars when Elon first took over. I think yeah. I was looking at it today because I was like, I was like, oh, you know what? I would like to access you. You can do a live videos now, and they have a creator hub. And I'm like, yeah, I remember paying ten dollars. I would do ten dollars a month. It's twenty two dollars now. So obviously, the, the losing those ads definitely hurt. Also, I, I I was reading a couple uh, tweets the other day. And it's kind of funny. It's like, what do we call these now? Xers or whatever. And a lot of people. And then there was, this one person was like, yeah, I'm not. No one ever calls it. Twi- everyone calls it Twitter. It's not X. It's just still Twitter. Right. So it's it's I don't know. All I know is when 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 Shib hits a cent, I'm fucking not doing this podcast or anything ever again. <laughs> I'll have enough money to take me till I'm 60 and then I can just pass away. So. <laughs> Oh my gosh! No, I, I I will be here. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I will I will live here because I I can I cannot quit this. And how can I quit when we have such great games to cover for Wild Card oh. Weekend? It kicks off in NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas, with the eleven and six Browns facing the ten and seven Texans. Two thirty p.m. on NBC. Texans have the probable offensive rookie of the year. Jesus Christ, super fan CJ Stroud, defensive rookie of the year, probably in Bama superstar Will Anderson, and probable head coach of the year in uh, uh, in Ryan. And after winning a nail biter last week, they have earned their spot in Wild Card Weekend. And I can't think of a hotter team coming into the playoffs. Meanwhile, Browns are led by reliable old timer Joe Flacco, who's found a second life in Cleveland after coming off the couch to spell Deshaun Watson. But the real story in Cleveland, in my mind, is the out of this world defense. And the Browns finished. The regular season going 4-0 down the stretch. They'll be fully rested as they were able to sit all their starters in Week 18. So for a first matchup, Wild Card Weekend, this is a great one. Jared, give me your initial thoughts on Browns versus at Texans uh, kicking us off this weekend for Wild Card Weekend. I cannot put it better than what the NFL Network put it when I watched all the game previews, when I read up about a bunch of things. Um, the the game preview basically starts off, let, let's do it for real this time, right? Mm. Um <laughs> There are so many strengths on both ends of the of the team. Um, I always kind of like to look at the the game preview, the great game preview picks at the end of the the videos that the NFL does. Uh, and I, I actual shout out to the NFL, Mark. Do you know who Urinating Tree is? Urinating Tree? No, I've never. <laughs> yeah. So there's this guy called Urinating Tree who does NFL kind of picks, predictions, and talks big sports. Uh, if um, urinating tree yeah the guy's name is urinating tree the nfl network actually gave him a shout out and i think it was the browns and it was either the browns and the texans or it was the packers dallas game where they shouted out the guy but him uh the uh tom grassi he's like part of those youtubers that do a lot of things uh you know where they talk about nfl they kind of do what we do but on youtube um and like just hearing all the the bigs ins and outs and hearing even some of the smaller guys get shouted out how they were talking about the Browns versus the Texans and CJ Shroud and Joe Flacco coming in. And, you know, th- they even posed the question like, well, what had happened if that one guy was there? Right. Speaking of the predator, mm-hmm. like I don't the fact that I'm saying the Cleveland Browns and the Houston Texans are in a wild card game. My mind is baffled. That's my initial thought. There are so many things I never thought I would think the NFL would say in a nine minute video and reading up on things and listening in on, on everything that's been happening and developing as we found the official schedule. Uh, I'm flabbergasted, Mark. That is my initial thought. How about I, you? 
your name sure reminds me of uh who's the the famous youtuber blonde haired guy foreigner um pewdiepie yeah you know what the first time i heard of pewdiepie was in like 2016 uh when i was involved with this reddit community and we were putting together a a a slack and a discord and someone was like hey you know who's a big fan of 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 all this weirdness was is pewdiepie and i'm like who the fuck is i'm like there's a man out there that goes by the name of pewdiepie i'm like get the fuck i'm like pewdiepie i'm like he really i go there's a man who goes around saying i'm pewdiepie nice to be like get the fuck you know what (laughs) that was 2016 now you're like urinating tree i'm like yeah okay yeah that's a weird yeah. one, but I get it. Okay. Yeah. You're an tree. As long as you bring in content, screw it. You're an tree. It's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, sorry. I was going to say, it's no worse than I get, if Stephen A. Smith was named like Trollmaster 5000, I, I think I would be fine with it. I would be a little annoyed like initially, but I'd be like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Trollmaster 5000, Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Tom, uh, he, he frequently teams up with Tom Grassi. Tom Grassi is a huge NFL creator. Like if you like all mm, things, I know NFL, him. Yeah. Yeah, check out him. He he's sometimes on the podcast with him as well too, where they talk about dumb shit. But yeah, they were like shout out. They were like shout out urinating tree. Is like fucking wait what? I haven't heard that name in forever. <laughs> shout out urine. No, for, but for me though, like I look at Flacco. I look at that game they played earlier this this year, week sixteen. Flacco struggled against them. There's no way that that's going to happen twice. I mean, I, I love C.J. Stroud. I love his weird Jesusy energy. I love how all his post game interviews. That, the the poor lady just wants to talk about like the, what what he saw on the third down play and he's like first of all I'd like to say I love Jesus and it's like okay dude, <laughs> we get it we get it he's like on that third down what were you thinking and he's like first of all I love Jesus Christ it's like okay okay <laughs> we have to get through all the other shit okay yes yeah, like, no you love Jesus Christ C J Stroud no I I, I like C J Stroud I really genuinely like him as 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 a player and as a person I'm hoping for the best for him. But when, and I know the storyline is going to be Stroud versus Flacco, but yep. really, when I look at this, I think it's going to be all about defense. And unfortunately, I think the Browns do have the better defense. Uh, yes. I'm going to, I'm going to throw this pick to you first, but I'll just say, I really, really like CJ Stroud and that's coloring my opinion here. Who do you got in this one and why? So I got to go with the Browns for one simple reason. You, you would, you brought it, you brought it to, you brought it to light. Flacco lost to him, but that usually doesn't happen a second time to beat a team twice in a season usually is a, is a big, like beating a team twice in the year. Usually when it comes to playoff time, it's like, no, usually that team that lost twice is going to come out swinging and have a big win. The, the previews and the picks, I will say the, the first place person, uh, cause the NFL does this thing where they pick a bunch of, they pick the winners at the end, the MJD, who's the number one picker for games which is you right um came out and he's picking the Texans. i gotta go the opposite way i gotta go browns uh flacco's gonna turn it over once i know he's going to he's he's been prone to turnovers but the texans aren't really good at making anything of those turnovers the last time they played the texans really didn't do a whole heck of a lot of anything flacco is a big old veteran it's one of those you give him an inch he'll take a mile He's played against them. He's learned. He's evolved. And now that he's going into the playoffs and he's very well rested, I think Flacco is going to do what Flacco does best. Uh, the lights are going to go off halfway through the series and he's going to win. It, it's hard for me to pick against the Browns knowing that you have a veteran quarterback. Like this is this is what it's all about. Like when you get to the playoffs, just like when we were talking to Brock, Brock pretty earlier, like you get there, you can maybe have some early success, but 
there's a reason why these guys stick around forever is because they're solid pros. They're that defense is is good to above average over there for Houston. Like they're going to have to come up big time. They're going to have to come up with more than one turnover. One turnover ain't going to do it. Or or CJ Stroud is going to have to to channel the power of Christ himself. He's going to have to have the game of his life. And uh, I, I think he was just so on last week. He was so dialed in. He's it's coming together at the right time for him. I think I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Texans to this one. I know it's a long shot. I'm, I'm risking a lot on this one. Uh, I don't know if this one will pay off, but I like CJ Stroud. I think he's going to have the game of his life. There's going to be playoff disappointment, but I think it happens next week. I don't think it happens this week. I'm going to go with Texans and I'm going to go. The power of Christ compels me. I'm going with, I'm going with CJ Stroud. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that that's fair. That's, I mean, the the number the number one guy who picks for the NFL games has got the Texans twenty one to twenty. I I can see your point to it, but I just I I don't have I, I have more faith in Flacco doing what Flacco does. Uh, and maybe maybe that lights out joke was was just for me. But yeah, I got to give it to to Flacco. I can see your point. I want to give you a point because look, if Jared's picking the Browns and I hate the Predator that much, how much do I really have to go? Yeah, the Browns are going to win. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's all your points are valid. Like every all the writing on the if 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 the Texans can pull this off, I think it'll be one of those. It'll be uh, adding to the uh, Christian theme. It'll be a true miracle. But uh, <laughs> this if, this set. I was, I was going to say, if the Texan can do something with the turnover that Flacco is going to give them, because let's face it, he's had a turnover in every single game that he's, he's played in thus far. They have to do something with that if they can. I think it's a game changer and the Texans win by by a good margin. They have to cash. They either have to cash. They have to cash that one in or they got to get two. There's just no way they can give yeah. one and not do anything with it. They they That defense absolutely has to show up because Stroud has been playing lights out. But they, they have to show up. Um Let's move to Saturday night. Saturday night's sure. an interesting one. This is one I love. I, I've been a, a Dolphin sympathizer all year long. Dolphins at Chiefs. This one's unfortunately on Peacock. So before we even get into oh. this one, let's address the streaming elephant in the room with the Peacock Fucking thing. Peacock. Fans are pissed. The game will only be on N- NBC streaming platform. The fans all over Twitter X are upset. Jared, NFL wildcard on NBC streaming platform, good or bad? Yar matey is all I'm going to say. <laughs> exactly. I, I think it, I I think it's horrible that like it. If I like you, I will buy your shit, right? Mm-hmm. If I pirate something and then I like you, I'm going to buy your shit, plain and simple. However, I'm not going to pay a hundred and fucking thirty dollars for an NFL package. Have to pay another ten dollars for another package to watch another game, and then another fifteen dollars. Like it makes no, and it makes no fucking sense, man. Like I get it. Amazon is something we all use. It's it's not that big of a deal to miss a Thursday game. A lot of the Thursday games have to to our point been fucking garbage shit show games, right? So maybe give a little bit of boost to Amazon. A lot of people have Amazon Prime to begin with. I don't because they they flagged my account. Um, and which flagged my account for sending you shit. So, okay, fine. Fuck him. I won't pay him anymore. I think it's the, I think it's the dumbest. It, I, I cannot yeah. accurately portray my anger and hatred right now. How's that? <laughs> you, you just like them. Like I like Pat, Ma- like I just like Pat McAfee. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh it's, I, I've watched college games this year on, on Peacock, unfortunately. Uh, and I, I already used up my free trial. So this is a game that, 
I think I think a lot of fans are going to find themselves like myself who are who would love to watch this game. I, I love Mike McDaniel. I love the Tyreek Hill. I love I love the Miami story. I especially love it now. Now they especially now that they have this diversity where they're really struggling and this looks like a an iffy game for them. Chiefs, yeah. the Chiefs are on the right. Like this is probably when I look at the wild card weekend, like this is probably maybe the second best game on the calendar. Like in my mind, the bills one is probably the best game. I think there's, that's the one I'm most invested in, but if I had to pick a, like a one a or a number two game, it would be this yeah. one because I'm pulling for the dolphins. I, my, Mike McDaniels won my heart, but like the fact that it's only going to be on Peacock, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be sitting around at 6 PM on Saturday going like, how do I get this? Is it worth it to pirate or just screw it? I'm just going to go do something else. And me personally, like I, I'm of the opinion that th- I'm just going to go do something else. It's a shame because I would really, really like to watch this game. I, I'm 110% with you because it's going to be, it's, there are so many factors that come into play with this right now. Like I'm, I, I'm watching a news segment on the weather in Kansas city for Saturday. <laughs> like, because it's, it, remember you and I said we were going to have this conversation. Mm. How much is the weather going to affect them? And it's something I would like to watch, but I have a feeling I'm going to do what I do for most of the regular season with some of the games that I really don't care to watch. If I even, you know, it, if I can catch one or two of them, I'm going to just check the highlights for the rest of them. And this is one of those games that I'm going to check the highlights for, because there is legitimately no way I can actually watch this. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, well, let's break down the game, the game that we'll watch yeah. the highlights of. <laughs> it's unfortunate, yeah. but the, the, the highlight game that should be one of the games of the week. Yeah, it should be right there. Even if it was on NFL, even if it was on a garbage network, at least it would be on a network. But yeah, to, to your point, weather is going to be a factor. We talked about this, the Dolphins, all year long. They needed to get that number one seed. They needed to be concerned that they might be playing on the road. This is a team that does terrible in cold weather. Tua does terrible in cold weather. It's Now, because of the cold snap that's recently hit the country, this might be the coldest game in NFL history. Uh, Vegas has Kansas City by four points. Um and it, it's rising and rising in some sports books. It's four and a half. The the Chiefs enter the postseason having won three of their last four playoff games. This team has the warlock at quarterback. It has two Super Bowl rings. A team that's shown flashes of brilliance, but has stumbled uh, with scoring points down the stretch. Fins basically have imploded. Like like that submarine last year. They they've lost two in a row and in embarrassing fashion. But before we get into, because so I think the writing is on the wall. Who's going to win? But let let me make the case here. What can the Finns do to win this game? To to get past Tua being shitty in the cold, to get over to Tyreek being distracted, to get over to get over the injury list, which is longer than my well, let's just say it's a long injury list. Yeah, give me the recipe for a Dolphins win. What needs to happen for the Dolphins to win this game? Honestly. <laughs> nothing it's not gonna they they need more that they need they, they need jesus to leave uh leave nrg stadium <laughs> down that way and help the, the dolphins i mean i i really don't know because like i i know we talked about the weather being factor there's it's a high of nine low of negative six cloudy um the big snowstorm <laughs> wow. that's coming across america right now is the big snowstorm that i'm about to get which mind you we just got upgraded it, it was a severe to extreme we're looking wow. at up to like a foot, foot and a half of snow here in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Um, and, you know, it says Thursday into Friday, they're looking to get a glaze of ice possible tonight, 
Untreated roads can see up to two inches of snow with high winds on Friday and there's no melting till next week. And you're ba- they're basically dipping down into negative temperatures Saturday night, which this is a night game, uh, mind you. Um, I don't know how the Dolphins stay warm, but I think that's the only thing possible. If they're a high tempo, high, high energy offense, right? Just like the flash, right? They need to constantly consume calories and stay warm. If they can stay warm and, and, you know, keep their body temperatures above 95 degrees, I think they can maybe win, but I just, I don't know. Kansas city does great in the off season when it's cold. Mm. Miami is a very warm season team. And I, I feel like it's almost kind of a cheat code for Kansas city, but like, maybe hope that just a ray of sunshine comes through and they can stay warm. Cause I just, I, I hate to say that the Finns are going to lose because of the weather and because of everything, but I just feel like the warlock has them has, has their number because of the weather and because of how the Dolphins play in cold weather. Yeah. I, I think in the other thing I think here is like to, uh, even going back to college has been historically bad in the, uh, yeah. in, in the cold weather. He struggles. He, he would have to have the game of his life. Tyreek would have to have, the game of his life. It, not that these things couldn't happen, but freezing cold in Kansas City. I mean, all the chips are against them. I mean, they they have to hope that. I don't think there's a, a real way for them to really outright win. I think what you gotta hope for is there, there's been times during the season we both kind of mentioned it all throughout the year. Like there's been times where the warlock has made really really bad throws, just has looked really kind of clueless out there. Right. I think yeah, you, you gotta hope. You gotta pray that that he makes some uh, two or three bad throws that you get you, you win that turnover differential that Tua plays up to par maybe plays above par you stay in that game you, you turn it into a track meet in the in the cold it's freezing cold but you turn it into a track meet there's no way if this slows down to a possession game uh, you're not going to win this game you you have to force. Mahomes and company to throw that ball because the more they have to throw it, there's a better chance that you're going to get some turnovers. Uh, Kelsey has been crazy good, but as of late, seems a little distracted, and that that definitely could be the story. Is if the Dolphins can walk away with this one, they're going to need a lot of help in this one. I don't see how this turns around. I mean, when we look at the Chiefs, of course they've looked dominant at times. These weird these weird picks have, have kind of hurt them, but I think you're the one who added the stat here that they're. The, the Dolphins are only, they're one in five against teams that are over 500. This just, it feels like Chiefs on paper. Chiefs are the ones who are leading the, the board in Vegas. The, the the line is going up and up. It started at three, then it went to three and a half, four. Now it's at four and a half. Obviously, betters are, are, are all Chiefs. Fans are all Chiefs. The weather is going, is, is pretty much all Chiefs. It, it's, yeah, it, you, you, Dude, like I, I know you hate when I do this. I know you do, but like, if like talking about staying warm, right? It's a night game. They're in their white uniforms. It's not going to fucking help them whatsoever, especially if there's a bunch of snow on the ground, right? I want to give benefit to NFL players and NFL teams that like you can see exceptionally well. You can see your guys. You have better eyes than us. But Mark, how well do you think? Like basically pure white uniforms with just a little bit of teal on them, they're going to be able to see if there's a bunch of snow on the ground. You know what I mean? Or it uh, they're, snows. They're going to have a really hard time. Tua just is not only is Tua sometimes has problems even on a clear day. There, there yeah. are games where he has, <laughs> I mean, you put him if there's actual snow that's falling that night. I mean, besides, forget about being cold. If there's any yeah. kind of weather, freezing rain, snow, even a light snow, now they're they're doomed. But I want to. 
gosh, we, we got to get into our pick for this one. I so Do badly, have to? <laughs> I so badly want to pick the Dolphins. I want to give myself a reason to watch this game, but I feel like it'll be disappointed. I feel like I would be, I'd be really climbing out on a limb here, um, and it's it would just see beyond every single reason I gave you. I can't think of a reason why the Dolphins could win, right? Like even when we both kind of kind of dream up the recipe for their win, like we only have like a half-ass recipe because it's, it's ridiculous. This is yeah. chiefs, right? This is chiefs all the way. Yeah. It, it, I, I have to agree with you that it's the chiefs all the way. Um, even, even pulling up the, the game preview for the NFL, actually the vast majority of the pickers believe us, right? A lot of them have the, the chiefs winning the number one guy who who's made all the good picks. You know, the, the most picks is, Picking Miami. However, I think you and I are right in this. I think it's Kansas City all the way. Kansas City has every element they could ever want to win this game, and they win it. This would be one of those games that I would wish that they would move to a more kind of like in Oklahoma place, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's not too warm, but it's not too cold. It's a very neutral site to see the best of the best. This could be one of those arguments where like like we do all the time with Green Bay late in the season the elements have it just like with Baltimore or Pittsburgh you know unless they're playing a team from that that cold weather there's like how are they going to perform in that cold weather and it turns out to be true every year i am of that mindset that i have to go Kansas City and i think uh, you and i both ring true in it as much as i would love to see the dolphins go retro and and bust out a, a you know another ringy ring I have a feeling we're going to see Kansas City vying for another ring on Mahomes' fingers, where he's going to start looking like Tom Brady and wear it on the other hand. Jeez. Well, yeah, I, I really want to pick the Dolphins too, but yeah, I think it, I think it's going to be Chiefs. Unfortunately, we won't be watching this one because it's on Peacock. But nope. Sunday, Sunday morning though, we have I think is the best one: Steelers at Bills, eleven a.m. on CBS. Let me break out my Stephen A. Smith, my my first hot take kit because I have a hot take on this: the Bills. Okay are the most dangerous team in the 2024 playoffs. This team got right in week 18. Jared Allen is uh, dealing Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Damn it. I always want to call him Jared because I keep saying Jared all throughout the episode. Like skip, <laughs> skip, 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 skip. I'm like, Jared, 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 Jared. I want to call yeah. him Jared Allen. He's now dealing. This team got a wake up call at some point. I don't know when it happened, probably during this winning streak. I know it'll be a rough road. It goes through Baltimore but I'm going to put it all out there right now. The bills are going to win this whole thing. They're going to win the super bowl. Jared, tell me I'm wrong. Maybe, (laughs) maybe look, I don't, I don't know what Josh Allen did or what happened or who shit or who who pissed in his Wheaties to, to get him fired up. Um, There's a, there's a manager at, at, that I work with and he, he makes a very rare appearance every once in a while to our team meetings and some of the older veterans, every time, every time this manager speaks, the veterans pop off and have a good fucking day. Right. I feel like, uh, that manager had a chat with Josh Allen and I think Josh Allen is, is just whining and dining. He is dealing like nobody's business. He said, not again, sir. Um, and and I think that's where the Buffalo bills are at. They are, they're in the, in the theme of look, boys, we can do it. It's possible. We've gotten close. We've been there. Uh, we you know, do. We've, we've, we've got a whiff of her. We know where she's at. We know where she's going to be. Let's go ahead and seal the deal. Right. They, they got to cash this one in the, the, the window to, to be a super bowl team is, is so short that they have all kinds of kind of salary cap damage coming at the end of this off season. It's, it's not going to be the same team. If they're, if they're going to close this out, 
unfortunately, like it's got to be now. And, and when I when I look at the breakdown on this one, they're coming in with a five game winning streak, four and one in the playoffs uh, with, with Josh Allen, especially when they're playing at home. When they're playing at home in northern, in northern New York, there's going to be weather there. Despite the struggles, Allen last week put together his ninth career 300 or more passing yard game with 50 or more rushing yards with that win over the Finns. Offense is clicking at the right time. I don't know how you have a get right game in week 18 and all of a sudden you look dominant. And over on the other side, I mean, look at the Steelers. Never really been impressed with them. I'm not really impressed with Mason Rudolph. Uh, the, the, I know they changed the offensive coordinator and they made these changes. I, I'm taking the Baltimore game, that last game of the week, out of the equation. I know people would want to point you to that and they're like, oh yeah, well, you know, the Steelers won. The Steelers are on the right track. The Steelers beat up on a, a Baltimore team. Didn't even beat up on them. They beat a Baltimore team that was basically playing their backups, and they barely beat them at the end. In, in Baltimore, almost got control of that game in the third and fourth quarter. I, I just don't believe in the Steelers. I think the Steelers are are not going to be able to close. In fact, there's an idea out there that Baltimore let the Steelers win in hopes that the Bills would lose their game, thereby avoiding keeping locking the Buffalo Bills out of the playoffs, not ever having to worry about the Buffalo Bills coming up there to Baltimore. I don't know if I'm ready for that kind of tinfoil hat. Does that does that yeah. ring any any Alex Jones type bells for you? <laughs> no, it, it doesn't ring any Alex Jones type of bells. I mean, you and I talked about it and we talked about it pretty heavily. Um, like, dude, we were we were of that mindset that like the sec the the, the Ravens second second stringers had their number and it's the second yes the second string in the nfl is good yes however comma this is the second stringers playing against a lot of like first string dudes in pittsburgh so i would have kind of hoped pittsburgh would win but i was of that mindset that they you know like okay cool like they they win if sorry let me i'm fucking I've, i've got that backwards we we knew the ravens team was good right we knew the secondary team was probably better than the original first string Steelers, but were we really surprised that a first string beat a second, basically half a second string? You know what I mean? Mm. Like it, to, to come away with a bare victory over a bunch of second stringers, you're like, well, yeah, I mean, I would kind of hope so your first string NFL, but to have that much of a struggle, I don't really see it. What, what if, what if this, right? What if the Ravens were like, oh yeah, let's get Pittsburgh in with the win. So that way they, the bills have to come off high off of that. They celebrate too much. And then when they face us, we can kick their ass. Yeah. Cause they're going to have to come there to Baltimore. I mean, that, that's yeah. going to be the, the great. And the other huge factor is like TJ Watts, not playing the, the best player on nope. the defensive side for the Steelers is clearly out. I know there was talk like JJ Watt, maybe like all that was nonsense. Like TJ Watts, not going to be playing. Mason Rudolph is going to have to go against the ones. He doesn't get to go against the, the backups in Baltimore. You're right. Like, we we kind of had the idea that the backups in Baltimore would be better than the ones, which might have been a little bit of reach last week. But I think in a week 18 game where everyone's pretty much taking it easy, I think that that could be true. But in this case, you got to go against the ones. Mason Rudolph is not Brett Favre, is not Steve Young, is not Tom Brady. He is going to come crashing back down to earth. Vaughn Miller is going to get after him. That secondary is better than what he faced last week. I, I I got the Bills winning this one. I, I think the, the debate is going to be, are the Bills going to be able to, to, to mount a run? I think that we ha- we break down next week and as the playoffs progress. But I think for now, I think they definitely beat the Steelers. If TJ Watt was there and this in, in, we had some other factors going on and Mason Rudolph had been playing consistently like this all year long, maybe. But knowing this has been kind of short-term success, 
knowing that they don't have their best defensive player, I can't in good conscience think the Steelers are even going to keep this close. I got the Bills winning this one. They're favored by three. I would easily take those three points. I got the Bills in this one, and I think the Bills are, are my Super Bowl pick as well. Honestly, the Bills are everybody's pick right now, and like it's not even close with the games that like the number one picker in the NFL per the charts has them winning twenty four to seven, thirty eight fifteen, twenty one twenty seven, twenty five thirteen, twenty four sixteen. Like a lot of these ones, they're barely reaching the twenties, right? If at all. So I I firmly believe the mafia is going to roll over Pittsburgh. I I don't see this as a close game, even if even if the Watt brother is in. I, I mean, I, I know uh, JJ had made the, the or TJ had made the joke about JJ being out. It's like, hey, do you think they really, really, you know, see the difference if I subbed in for him? Yeah, you're broken and bruised, and you <laughs> you barely could play for the last season. Like you're probably yeah. gonna get out the first round, you know, first couple of series of snaps. But like, even with the Watt brother playing for Pittsburgh, I don't think it would have made much of a difference. Josh Allen is a big body guy; he can run if need be. They're going to beat you on quick pass patterns. If if you're getting after them, they're going to design a lot of quick and out routes with some of their young, talented, quick receivers. Even Stefan Dix can beat you short. Look for them to nickel and dime you in, into mm-hmm. winning. Yep. I don't and believe Pittsburgh can stop them at all. They're just going to pick and pick and pick all day. I think that's, yeah, I, I think everyone's pretty much agreement on that one. Bills, this next one, though, th- this is one where, yes. where I, I might like the underdog. Packers at Cowboys. The Packers. The Packers had a young quarterback. Named yes. Brett Barvara, I believe, that lost Brett to the Cowboys. Barvara? 93, <laughs> 94, 95, and it wasn't until 96 he was able to break through and cash in a Super Bowl win. Now, in 2023, Jordan Love will make his debut against none other than their hated non-NFC North rivals, the Packers. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, the odds couldn't be more insurmountable. Love and the Pack had to fight their way into these playoffs and now face a tough Dallas team with a 12-5 and record. It's the second-best record in the entire league. The Pack are seven-point underdogs. That is by far the most lopsided game Vegas has a lineup in the past three wildcard weekends. If you love an underdog, if you love a sports story, you love, you love an Airbud, you love a, a Mighty Ducks, there is no bigger underdog in sports right now than the Packers at the Cowboys in this game. And it, it it's it's by a long shot, and and the Cowboys are the juggernaut. Dak Prescott has has become he became Aaron Rodgers' favorite quarterback. He's shaken off the label of early regular season dynamo, late season collapse artist. Number one in offense, averaging twenty nine point nine points. He's number one with thirty six touchdowns. He's number two in passing yards, four thousand five hundred one hundred sixty five. He's number two in total quarterback rating. His favorite target, CD Lamb, is number one in receptions, number two in yards, number two in touchdowns. And on the defensive side, uh, Mika Parsons is number eight with thirteen sacks, four in. In, in uh, with 32 quarterback hits, I think he's like number five in quarterback pressures. These boys have all the numbers. They have Vegas. They have home field advantage all the way up until the NFC title game. So if the Cowboys win, they get to stay at home until they have to go to San Francisco. If they win all of these things, everything I just said, everything in the newspaper points to. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah. So why, 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 why does this feel like the ultimate, the ultimate upset game. Am I crazy? Am I taking crazy pills here? You're a Packers fan. You have to believe, right? The reason why I believe is this. Guess who the number two touchdown passer is? Jordan Love. 
right? Ooh, you got a bunch point. of young, you good got a bunch point. of young kids on the team of the Packers looking to prove who they are. Now, I had a little bit of an argument on Facebook with a buddy of mine that he was like, "Oh, it's good to see the Packers as the youngest team." Okay, technically speaking, when you look at the actual dates of the Green Bay Packers, like when they were born, they're the second youngest team compared to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, they have a lot less talent on the team uh, in, in, in that terms. I, I forget what the official statistic was. I don't care to look at my phone right now, but the Packers are the youngest team. We got a lot of unknowns that are out there, but how is Jordan Love, of all, the number two touchdown passer out there right now, right? With what we have going on, with all the young team and the talent that he's got, as well, too, as with the Cowboys, let's face it, they lost to the Cardinals. The Cowboys have lost games that we genuinely thought were just, you know, tickle me Elmo games where it's like, mm-hmm. y- you're going to win, right? How do you not beat up a doll here? How do you not beat up the, the shitty Cardinals? And the Cardinals are like, yeah, we're going to come out and win this. Jordan Love, notoriously a second half quarterback. The kid just brings the energy into the second half. He usually takes a little bit to go and he's like a diesel engine. So if you're looking for a team that may get off to a slow start, but is going to come at you like a fucking spider monkey all hopped up on Mountain Dew and throw your medals in the river. It's the fucking Green Bay Packers. They have the chance to go all four quarterbacks with a air quotes Titans. Now, Mike McCarthy, piece of shit. Hate the guy. Never liked him. Very, very standard copy and paste. Do you want to talk about a, hey, why do you always lose in Madden? It's because I choose what Madden suggests. This is your Mike McCarthy. He's the guy that picks the typical standard plays. You can read him. The Green Bay Packers, young and old, both know his style. He is not anything new. He is not a young, fresh blood out there. He's got guys that can do things. This is why we all think it's going to be an upset. Mike McCarthy is not a Tom Brady. He's old. He's a washed up has-been. The only reason why he's doing good is because CeeDee Lamb is sniffing so much of that cocaine. He's probably doing amazing things out there. That's why he does that little, you know, let me sniff my finger when I make the first down, right? Like Dak Prescott, he's got it written on his little thing. Ask for help. I get it. It's men's suicide awareness. No, he needs to ask for help because the Green Bay Packers are going to fucking upset the Dallas Cowboys. And you need to ask yourself why. And it's because of Mike McCarthy and you are not the powerhouse that everybody thinks you are. That's why. This is why I'm drinking this Kool-Aid because the, not only do the Cowboys, the Cowboys got all the pub, they got all the, the supporters, they got a rabid fan base that, that thinks it's their time. They have to beat the men that are in front of them. They got to beat the Packers. But the biggest, the greatest enemy, like like the great the great '90s band Lit, used to sing in their in their hit song, "My Own Worst Enemy." <laughs> the person <laughs> that Cowboys have to beat is themselves. <laughs> they are known since since they won their last Super Bowl. They're known for pissing away chances. They're known for failure. How everyone can just be so pro Cowboys when you got a young team that's dynamic. That's a great stat about Jordan Love, by the way. I, I that totally blanked my mind. He has proven himself, I think, in the regular season enough so that we can all. I think we can all agree that, like, okay, moving on from Aaron Rodgers is probably the right thing. I don't think there's any holdovers who are like, no, no, I still miss number twelve because he obviously didn't give a shit about those. He, basically no. the same wide receivers. The ones that aren't there are the ones he dragged with him to New York. So you, you got to give Love credit. But now if Love really wants to cinch it, if he wants to truly take the next step in the succession, he's got to he's got to show up in this game and I think he will. I think that the X factor here is going to be the Cowboys are known 
for screwing themselves. McCarthy is known for screwing himself. How can both a franchise, a team, and a fan base that's known for pissing their own pants and taking their own shorts, how could we? How could anyone be like, yeah, yeah, this is a cinch? It's never a cinch for them. Give me a young quarterback. Give me a hungry team. Uh, they're, if anything, not having to play in the weather is going to benefit a guy who throws that many touchdown passes. I love an upset. I love the fact that we get to put Packers in gold here on our sheet. We're both agreeing here. Packers win this game in an upset, uh, the most shocking upset of, of the NFL weekend. You want to know two more fun facts, Mark, about why the Cowboys are going to beat the Packers? Lay it on me. Green Bay is notorious for not being able to stop the run. Dak Prescott, not the most impressive scrambler. And the the Cowboys, not really the biggest runners. I, I, I If I remember, if I'm remembering the stat correctly, it was something like three yards a gain or something like that. 3.3 yards a gain for the Cowboys, right? And like, like we talked about all the, all the, all the bolts had to do, all the charges had to do was ground and pound. What did they do? They aired it out there. The Cowboys go to is airing it out to CD lamb, give the ball to give the ball to Pollard, run it up the gut and just chunk away yards, but they can't do that. That's how you beat the Packers. Dallas can't do that. So I, we are against the grain here for sure, because every single person except for one on the NFL team is picking the Cowboys to win and win big. There's only one person picking Green Bay to win. So please don those green and gold jerseys just like the Packers are and let's get a W up and show the Cowboys that they ain't shit. I'm, I'm going to have to find my old Farva jersey. I'm there. I'm, I'm with it. I, I, think this is, <laughs> I think this is a limb that we're going to win. I think we're going to look like geniuses next week when, when, we, when we come back in the Cowboy. And then the Cowboy narrative is going to be like, oh, well, they didn't get the calls or Mike McCarthy this. Like, then they'll come to the realization that this, this, whole, this whole back half of the season has been a smokescreen. I think the real Cowboys are the ones that went to Arizona, take their own shorts, and got embarrassed by the Cardinals. And, yes, and, and got ran out of the building. It's I, I can feel it. Let, let's get to the next one. Rams at Lions. Now, Lions head coach Dan Campbell would vehemently disagree with my estimation that Buffalo Bills are the most dangerous team this wildcard weekend. Campbell stated that the Los Angeles Rams are the most, quote unquote, dangerous team this weekend. After winning a Super Bowl two years ago, the Rams were DOA last season, playing punch drunk Super Bowl champions in a hangover season and didn't even qualify for the playoffs. Now, Sean McVay has his Rams at 10 and 7. They're back in the postseason ready to upset the big boys and make the Rams great again. Of course, the entire story of this game, the story NBC is feverishly touching themselves to, is the Matt Stafford returns to Detroit where he was unceremoniously dumped via trade before his amazing Super Bowl run. Now, Stafford got his vindication against the league. He got his, he, 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 he did get to prove who he was. He won a Super Bowl, but he never got to pay back the Lions. And the chickens literally come home to roost because this is in Detroit. Give me your thoughts on just the Rams and, and how you think they're going to perform. The Rams have been hungover as hell. They don't look like a coherent team together. Their fancy new uniforms, as cool as the Los Angeles logo is. And when I'm just now realizing uh, what they did with the A there, which I can't believe I'm just now realizing <laughs> that, um, it just goes to show you how oblivious I am to some things. I I just I don't believe like Stafford's been injured. He's been in and out. He's he's been like I just I don't have faith in like this is like the Jacksonville Jaguars right last year. We were like wow they they made it in cool and then they threw four picks and they're like yeah I keep Trevor Lawrence in. And they're like wow they they made a comeback and then they lost 
big the next like no no Stafford is 0-3 right now playing in playoffs at Detroit Jared Goff was the winner of that trade I do not believe the Los Angeles Rams have what it takes to beat the Lions there's you there's nothing you could say right now to convince me otherwise of that Matt Stafford will be 0-4 he will be winless when it comes to playoff games in Detroit uh, yeah, let, let me, I, I couldn't agree with you more in, in the other thing here, the, the story that kind of gets spun. It's almost like people know the Rams are, are a big underdog, but they, they have to dream up like all these scenarios to like invent drama for the lions. Like people yeah. will say like the lions haven't won a playoff game in 32 years. It's 11,694 days, you know, since they won a playoff game. But the problem here is like the Rams are not playing those 32 editions of the lions. They're playing yeah. this year's lions. They, yeah. The, 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 the history of the Lions is not taking the field. The actual Lions are going to take the, not actual Lions, but the actual Detroit Lions are going to take the field. You, you don't get to beat them on paper because they have a shitty history. You have to play the team that's in front of you. And that team, in, in this is, I remember when me and Jared have been doing this show long, long enough that when we were, we covered the Lions when Dan Campbell got that job during that hard knock season and I, the jury was out. I was totally not a fan. I'm like, this guy's corny. He's a <laughs> fucktard. I don't know if this makes any sense. I don't like the fact that he keeps saying grit. I'm like, this is a shit team. This is a shit coach. It's never going to work. Could not have been more wrong. I, I can't go against the Lions knowing, having seen them play this year, knowing how good they are. You can't make that argument that, well, they've always sucked, so they're they're going to lose this. It doesn't make sense. It's illogical. It's not honest. That team is far better than the Rams. So the Rams have kind of worked their way, way into this playoffs and hats off to them. They've positioned themselves properly. They've won the games they needed to win down the stretch, and they are hot. That defense, that, that Lions team defensively is better than them offensively they won uh you know he he got his comeuppance he got a super bowl he should be happy but i worry about revenge from stafford uh, like i worry about the sun not rising like give me a fucking break like if they if the rams win it'll be because of cooper cup it'll be because of that defense it will not be because of him we talk about game managers which more and more, by the way, never we never really got a chance to shit on Cam Newton because I was out that week. I know you guys kind of got into it when you when you guys filled in for me, but yeah, that guy's not a game manager. Stafford's a game manager. He's not dynamic. Lions, I'm not saying that their quarterback is like some great gunslinger himself, but the Lions are just built better. They're just a better team. There's in they're at home. They're built to play in in that dome. They're they're going to pick apart the the Rams are here because. They're like a DEI hire. They're here because the playoffs expanded. If the playoffs didn't expand, the Rams would be at home watching this on TV. There's no way the Lions don't win this game in my eye, in my mind. Yeah, it, for all intents and purposes, the Lions should be 13 and four, right? They yes. should be mm-hmm. with 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 that with that bullshit call last week. The Rams, uh, cool, congratulations. But yeah, Stafford, okay, maybe he got a chip on his shoulder. I mean, Stafford can play. We've seen him pull some shit where he can actually be a player. He can actually do what he's supposed to do and he can, he can pull off some moves and you know, he's, he's, he's nimble like Tom Brady, right? Every once in a while, Brady's got to scramble for 10 yards. And you're like, how in the hell did that happen? Right. Yeah, like, who's and I've that seen, guy? Why is, why is yeah. he doing that? <laughs> yeah. I've seen Stafford pull some stuff out. Like I've seen him pull some good plays, but let's face it. The more and more we get into his career, the more and more he is becoming a game manager. Cool, you got your ring. I'm proud for you. 
but your legacy is you're going to be winless in Detroit when it comes to playoffs. Welcome to welcome to Campbell Country, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the NFL has got it f- four people choosing the Lions and all the other top dogs have it and they're picking Los Angeles. I think that this is one of the games where the top minds of the of the NFL pickers are going down. The Lions are going to win. Welcome to grit, baby. Grit. It's all grit all the time. This takes us to our last game. This is probably the most interesting game where this is one where really? I never I never thought we'd be here. This this is this is this is the one that should be on Peacock, really. Cuz who like who knew? Who knew that that both of these teams would be here. One is surprisingly shocking. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Like, it's amazing that they're here. And the other one's like, oh my God, like they're actually here. Like they shouldn't, didn't they get the first round? But like we got Eagles, 11 and six, Buccaneers, nine and eight. This is the Monday nighter, Monday night playoff on ABC and ESPN. As crazy as it sounds, your defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles are in grave danger. And they are the underdogs this week on Monday night in Tampa after an amazing Super Bowl run that put them one play away from defeating the warlock and the chief. The Eagles find themselves in a kind of slump that's brought the city of brotherly love to blow blows. Fans are mad at players. Players are mad at fans because of the noise. Sports talk shows are all, all over Pennsylvania seethe and they're upset uh, compared to last year when Jalen hurts could do no wrong. Now the big question is, is he capable of actually winning the big game? This is a complete 180 compared to the first half of the season. I want to give you this number here. The wheels have officially come off here. The numbers are crazy. The, this team started off 10 and one, and then they ended 11 and six. That is the worst late season collapse, collapse since 1986. You'd have to go back to the 1986 Jets to find a collapse like that, which got bounced from the first round as well. Eagles had a shocking back-to-back losses to the Giants and the Cardinals to end the end the year and cost them the division. A more embarrassing ending to a regular season hasn't been seen since 86, since Blue Velvet was in theaters. Shout out, Eric. That's a good one for season three. Meanwhile, <laughs> the Buccaneers, it's really not. It's a really terrible movie. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers are riding high on the success of their quarterback. And let me check my notes here. The success of, uh, oh yeah, noted NFL bust Baker Mayfield. Baker yep. mother fucking Mayfield, who we wrote off three years ago. We wrote him off. Last year, we wrote him off. Now he's led his team to an NFC South title and they are hosting a playoff game. And he leads a team that's a favorite in this game. Monday Night Football, Wild Card Edition. Anything can happen. Jared, give me your thoughts on this one. If this, this is one of those games I feel like, I feel like this is like the, the, the dolphins game, right. Where it's like the, the chiefs have to win. Like they just have to, right. There's, there's, Mm -hmm. they have no reason not to win, but yet something in my mind tells me that there's a very real possibility because of the slump, because the Eagles are just, how do you go from being the number one seed last season with the buy and and it, like how how do you go from what you were last season to this? It's it's like watching the 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 punch drunk hangover, right? It it boggles my mind. If it, it baffles my mind, I just I don't know. How, like, and, and I'm curious. Like, what your description? Like, what really they're here? Like, what really they don't have the buy? Who are you? Like the funny thing is, I didn't know who you were talking about. There, I was like, oh. well, I mean, it could, it could be. Wait, wait, how do you not have the buy being the Eagles? And wait, how are you here being the, you know, the Buccaneers? But like, I just, I look at this and and I and I wonder the same thing. It's like, how in the how have the Eagles fallen this far? 
How how are they not higher up? How are they not the number two seed just kind of having a cushy win over the Rams or something stupid like that, right? Like, I just, I don't understand how we're the Eagles versus Tampa Bay, right? The the Eagles should have, if they would have won that Cardinal game, or if they even would have split that Cardinals and and Giants, if they would have won one of the two and only had one embarrassing loss, they'd they'd be hosting in Philadelphia, ice cold conditions, and they'd probably be hosting the Rams. And we'd be like, okay. They got right. Everything's fine. Like this is a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. Let's everyone's freaking out. And this, we could blame Philadelphia fan for being like an overly dramatic woman. Like we, we could yeah. totally make that. But they lost to the Cardinals and the Giants. I don't. And when you, I watched all of that Cardinals game. It wasn't like the Cardinals went out there and played the game of their lives. Cardinals were pretty damn mediocre. The, the <laughs> Eagles. It wasn't the Cardinals win that game. The Eagles lost that game. Kyler played great, but he literally had no one to throw it to. If if you get outworked by a Kyler Murray who doesn't have any weapons, and you're telling me you've got Baker Mayfield now who has lots of weapons, uh, like there's 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 two competing thoughts in my mind. One, I'm excited for Baker Mayfield because I love the fact that a guy who even myself wrote off his dad was like, no, this guy's a bust. He'll never work out. And here he is put, gets put in the right situation with the right people around him. And now they've, they've gotten the absolute best out of him. And now you, you, you hear all this stuff about him fighting with uh, different people in, in the Cleveland organization. And there were people invested in, in him not being successful and see if he only would have had some kind of stability or people around him who were trying to make this work. Like maybe it might've worked. I love that. And it would be a great win for them. And I would I would be happy if the Buccaneers win. But I'm going to give you my thoughts on my pick here. I'm not ready to throw, even though I should. I should be. I give you all the reasons why I should throw. Should be the first one to, to take the shovel and throw the dirt on the, on the Eagles casket as they lay motionless there and six feet underground. I should be the first one to throw dirt on there. But I don't think they're dead yet. Jalen Hurts is still... I still think he, he played elite last year. I don't think that just goes away. They still have the wide receivers. They still have a good running game. The offensive line is intact. Defense has been questionable at times or really, really questionable at times. The injury report isn't like crazy ridiculous like the uh, like the Dolphins. It, it's it's mm. reasonable compared to a playoff team. This is a good team. The Eagles are not a shit team. They should win this game. It's on the road, but it's in Tampa. It's not going to be crazy. Even if they had to play on the weather, everything points to the Eagles winning this game. I cannot pronounce the Eagles dead, especially when I still, I want to believe in Baker Mayfield. I want to believe. I just, I'm not there. I'm, I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going to take Jalen Hurts. I, if, if I'm wrong, and I have been wrong, I've been very wrong about Baker Mayfield a lot. For three years, I've been wrong about Baker Mayfield. I will own that. And I hope there's a huge part of me that hopes I'm really wrong because it would be awesome to see that guy win a playoff game, get some vindication, secure the bag after all the shit he's been through. I just don't believe it yet. I got the Eagles in this one. I have to, I have to go back to my ex. <laughs> I have to go back to my ex with this one. Baker, baby, I, I got a bottle of champagne waiting for you in a limo to come pick you up when you defeat the Eagles. I, boo, I'm sorry. I, I have to take you back. And and the only, like, I hear what you're saying, Mark. I hear you loud and clear. I'm wearing rose-tinted glasses. The Buccaneers, you know, probably going to be wearing the red uniform. What What is that saying? Everything looks good when it's, you know, every red flag looks good through rose-tinted glasses. <laughs> Look. 
You lost to the Cardinals. You lost to the Giants, who you had just previously beaten, right? The Cowboys smoked you. The Seahawks smoked you. The 49ers destroyed you, right? Like, I don't know how this happens. Plus, you beat the the Buccaneers 25 to 11 way back in September, right? Uh, No, sir. Baker Mayfield is going to come back. And I'm going to buy him a steak dinner, and we're, we're going to go out. We're going to sit in the hot tub afterward and celebrate his victory over the Eagles. And then he's probably going to lose in the next round, right? You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's going to lose round two. But, uh, no, I, 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 I will vehemently disagree with you because if, if this is the Eagles coasting into the playoffs, you have me fooled, right? You, you're, you're like that, that shark that plays pool, right? You, you lose a game or two against somebody. They're like, Hey, hey, buddy, let's play for some money. You're like, I, I, well, I guess I could play for 20. And then, you know, all your, your buddies are throwing in money. Everyone else is throwing in money. And oh shit, let me get my real stick. Oh, I forgot. I'm right handed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tonto. No. Um, I don't have faith in Jalen Hurts anymore. I just don't have faith in that offense. Yeah. No, you were right. The Cardinals came to play. The, how did the Giants beat you, twenty-seven to ten? Yeah, no. the Giants one is the is the real ugly one. Yeah, I just, I mean, I really hope I'm wrong. I would love to see Baker Mayfield win this one and bounce the Eagles from the playoffs. We'd, we'd have a new and the Eagles get bounced. This frees the way for the 49ers. It, but if, if the Eagles get right, and it, 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 I don't, I'm picking them, but I, I still, I don't see how you get right in the, in the wild card. Like, no, no. You, yeah, th- no, this is not the time to get right. You should have been right a while ago, sir. <laughs> this is like thinking like Leonardo DiCaprio is just going to wake up tomorrow and he's going to be like, you know what? I got to find a woman and settle down. Like, I like all this, all this horsing around and fucking supermodel. Like, this is it for me. I, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to button up and fly right no. now. Like, I, 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 no, no, I, I'm sure he's had that thought. And I'm sure it lasted for all of like five fucking seconds before he was like, oh no, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, fucking supermodels is awesome. Never mind. I'll just go back to being Leonardo DiCaprio right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, there, there, there's no chance in hell that she turns 26 and magically he's going to change. No, that, that I, I just, yeah, there's no like, way that I, that happens. He goes, I'm, you know what? I'm going to keep this one this time. This time I'm going to do the right. Yeah, that thought happens and then it flies right away. It, it goes, you, 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 that thought goes like this. It's gone. There yeah. it is. There it is. Bye bye, 26 year old. I'm going to, I'm going to put in my ear pods now so I can go fuck a 21 year old. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> bye. The, how many DMs do you think DiCaprio gets? It's like, hey, I'm 20. Like, you got a couple years with me. Right. And he looks at that and just goes, yeah, you're 26 now. Like, I, I want to believe, I want to believe Mark, but I, I got, I got a, I got yar matey. <laughs> yeah, I'm a part in real life. I got to go with my prides. I just, I can't fathom that this is your get right game because if this is your get right game, who are you playing next round? Right? Like what is the next team that you play? Do you really want to be like, Hey, congratulations. We just got right this last round. You don't want to fucking just get right this last round and then have to play I don't know who coming off of the victory, right? Like, Ooh, it, yeah, I just, it, I don't know. It's it's going to be based on like they don't get a host. The Eagles don't get a host because they win their division, yeah. so they'd have to go on the road. Buccaneers, if if a lesser team wins, a road team wins, and they would get to host another one, which would be pretty wild. <laughs> Baker Mayfield hosting two games. I, I yeah, mean, 
do you Jesus. really want to face the Lions at home? Do you no. even want to like chance it that the Green Bay Packers are going to come to Philadelphia? Like, ooh, congratulations. It's a little warmer here in Philly. Like, the Packers don't care. They're like, what? We got two feet of snow? Ha <laughs> ha. That was practice on Monday. It, I, well, I mean, they'd have to go up there. That would be the problem. They'd have to go. Yeah. yeah. The Eagles I, have to go to the Packers. Yeah. The Eagles did not win their division. They'd have to play on the road the entire oh, okay. rest of the so way. They w- but I mean, do, do you really want to like, that's, that's just it. Do you really want to play on turf or do you want to have to go? Like, I don't know. It just, it, I'm not very good when it comes to playoffs and who goes to who I apologize. I am not good at that. But like, do you really want to pay that play in turf where with turf teams or do you want to play the Packers in Lambo in a in a like wh- what is the what is the best case scenario I guess if they if they finally do get right you win you lose like even if you I wonder like is, is, well one question is this going to be our Mountain Dew game of the week or do we want to make it the Texans uh, I'll let you pick <sighs> do you want I I feel like it'd only be fair that we went two for two because la- we tied last week right oh yeah so we did tie last week I technically hit three but I technically lost so I'm just going to count it a wash so you don't owe me any really shitty coffee that I had to power <laughs> through um I, I do you want to go two for yeah, let's Again? go twofer. Yep, twofer. Two okay, I just like I, what. What is the best case scenario for the Eagles? Honest to God, what is the best case scenario for the Eagles? Best case is Jalen Hurts plays lights out. They win by two touchdowns, and then the whole storyline is like, guess who's back, baby? Philly's back. Like, and then they the then the Eagles have to go on the road and play Road Warrior the rest of the way, which I don't think is going to work out for them. But in in no one's going to hold it against the Buccaneers if they lose. If they win it, all hell breaks loose. I really I, want to pick the Bucks. I'm just not there. I I, I got to go Eagles. Yeah, I, I I I you remember how you and I had those dream scenarios last year, and how this year we had those dream scenarios. I feel like the dream scenarios are coming true. However, like the Dolphins and Chiefs are playing, you're like, oh okay. I really wish they were on opposite ends of the spectrum because then we can be like, oh, this is the the AFC mm. Championship round, right? Like. I'm looking at the NFC and I'm just like the fuck like, you know, like I get it. The Ravens. Okay, cool. Great. They're there. They've been the unspoken victorious, the unspoken victorious, you know, members of the AFC, the 49ers. Oh, who knew? Right. Like, oh, the sky is blue. The earth is round. Like we get it. The 49ers are good, but like, I don't, I don't know this. This is one of the first years in the NFL that I just, my dream scenarios are coming true. However, I'm so mind fucked right now that I don't, I don't know. Like I, I, I understand, I understand you calling me out in, in the last episode uh, that, that random, which by the way, was hilarious. Oh, I, I was funny. live, <laughs> I was live tweeting at you during the, uh, during yes, the, the behind the scenes where like, I'm listening to it actively. Like Mark is doing it right now, live tweeting at him. But like, I, I f- like my brain is scrambled right now why you hate some of the things I do, but like my brain can't wrap it, wrap itself around certain concepts, right? You give me this thing and it's just, my brain goes, yeah, we're, we're off now. And so I have to go to something that I can, I can comprehend. And right now I'm like, the only thing that I can comprehend is the, the chiefs beating the dolphins. And that's about it, sir. <laughs> well, let me give, let me give you a final thought here. So yeah, I, yeah. I think about DiCaprio and God bless him. But I, I imagine what he gets for his girlfriends on their 27th birthday is he tells her, honey, we're going on vacation. And she's like, where are we going? Oh He's like, God. no, no, you are. Here's a plane <laughs> ticket. Pack your shit because you're leaving. 
Bye. Actually, could you do her hair before you leave? I, the new one's coming in. Could you just could you just pretty her up a little bit, and then you can go. Just her hair and makeup, and then you can go after that. Just your things are already packed. Just boo boo. Bye bye. But uh, it, it's like, hey Jared, train the new guy. What for? And then they're just like train him. And then like two weeks later, you're like, hey man, what are you doing here anyways? Like, why am I training you? Oh, I'm here for this position, dude. That's my job. That's my position. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we've been meaning to tell you. We just, we just <laughs> haven't gotten around to it. It's unfortunate, but uh, yeah. I think I, I'm gonna. We're gonna wrap up here. Um, as we wrap up the show, I want to mention Shib Token. If you feel like you missed the boat on cryptocurrency, you haven't. Yeah, you're like uh, uh, Bitcoin, Dogecoin. Don't worry about it. There's still a great cryptocurrency you can get involved in. Shib Inu Token. I don't want you to buy it. I don't want you to go out there and buy it. What I want you to do is I want you to do the research yourself. Go to at Shib Token on Twitter. They're going to find links to the Discord, the subreddit, the Telegram, everywhere else. So you can find more information. Arm yourself with knowledge. You make the call. I'm not telling you to buy Shiba Inu. Just do the research yourself and you're going to want to buy Shiba Inu. You do not want to be on the wrong side of history when it comes to new technology. 100 years ago, people thought the car would never last. 25 years ago, people thought the internet would never last. People tell you right now, NFTs are nonsense. Cryptocurrency is nonsense. Don't be on the wrong side of the history. Don't be the guy with a horse when everyone else has a car. Do your own research. Go to Shiba Token at ship token on twitter and x and make sure you're also following us there at evlmrk there's so much content coming out this wild card weekend including our picks before each game so make sure you're there make sure you're following us and uh, make sure you're following us on tiktok and instagram at ask evil mark and then my thank yous for today uh, i want to thank eric our co-host of the college football show who was with me yesterday i want to thank jared who is the co-host of today's show who i have to apologize to i came in very hot i had a family issue before the episode started, <laughs> I, 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 I deserved it. I, I did the typical Jared thing. I did the typical Jared thing where I was, I was in a good mood today. I was a little too jokey, jokey, and it, it it's serious. The, I did look. I told you at the beginning, Mark. I did a fuck ton of research for this. This is like, like I, because I, I said earlier, right? I can't wrap my head around what i'm seeing right now and so i had to do i i actually prepared exceptionally well for this show and and i hope it showed even though i sometimes don't know what i'm talking about but it's okay i i i'm sorry i'm sorry nope i'm sorry i okay i i I got a family thing here and i'm like i'm running like a hundred miles an hour and i'm like i'm waiting for the show to start i'm like okay gonna get this done i gotta go do this thing and i'm like all right i'm i'm like i'm gonna do good and then you just you run me the wrong way, but I should have been like, all right, no, no, no. Well, I, I was like, usually I, I've never, I'm just like, let's roll with it. Roll. And then Jared got to see the, uh, usually this is only reserved for my best friend when I, when I turn. <laughs> so Sorry, Jared. You don't apologize you're, to me. You're fine. You're fine. I apologize to you. I love Jared. Jared's one of my favorites. I'm so glad to have him here and really the takes uh, this year and the writing and what you brought to the table has really, really been excellent. I love it. Uh, you even make me rethink some of my own picks this year. I think last year I was like, I was like, no, no, I, I disagree with him. I, but this year I've been like, you know what? Like, there's a lot of really salient points. I'm like, I'm going to really <laughs> think about what, like, if I'm going to pick this game, I'm like, I don't really want to pick this one against him because he's making too much sense here. Like, I, I don't, I was like, he's making more sense than me. And I don't think, I don't think the host should, <laughs> I'm like, this, he must know then. 
Just as long as I don't get a text message in the next couple of days. All right. No, you're fine. You're <laughs> fine. Hey, Jared is, is an all timer and uh, uh, we appreciate you guys. Thank you guys for listening. I know you guys are excited for wildcard weekend. We're excited for it. That's why we wanted to be here. Have this episode ready for you on Friday at 1201 AM for your enjoyment all day long. So if you're not, if you've never followed us on Twitter, please, please, please follow us on Twitter. And we're going to have everything up there so you can read more information. Everything we talked about today's episode. I want to thank you. I want to thank everyone who supports me uh, and uh, who supports the show and he goes out of their way to listen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as I take us out of here today, I'm going to give us a little bit more. You know what? I'm going to give us some Mike McDaniel because I wanted to play some Mike McDaniel because I, I love Mike McDaniel and I picked against him this week. So I'm going to let him tell you the greatest joke of all time. <laughs> Mike McDaniel <laughs> clearing the room with a lame joke. So until next time, be uncomfortable or be uncomfortable, be ungovernable, <laughs> be uncompromising. <laughs> but most importantly, be kind. Unlike myself, here is Mike McDaniel telling you the greatest joke of all time. Hmm. What's going on? I'm more accessing the mood of the room. It's a tense group today. Stakes are high. <laughs> intense? Intense and intense. Both. It's important. It's and we're not even camping. It's a big weekend. Uh, Wait. Oh, oh, I got it. Inside of tents? I got it. Uh, yeah. Still got it, guys.